champ is here. It's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from FFChamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs Week 10 edition. We got two hours of nonstop fantasy football news analysis and strategy for you. I'm Bill Enright. With me, as always, is Todd DeVries. Todd, we're in the double-digit weeks for the 2013 fantasy season, flying by like always. Bring it on, baby. I'm flying high after uh, last weekend, man. Balling. Yes. (laughs) A guy by the – you know, every once in a while, Bill, there's a – there's a player that you just you love so much. Yeah, you just you almost gotta like create a song for him or something. Now, I yeah. haven't done this yet with this particular player, but Bill T Y Hilton, baby T Y T Y T Y. I'm doing I'm doing my arm. My you can't see me, but I'm doing the arm thing. T Y T. Love him. There you go. Love that guy. He saved my butt on uh, Sunday night. So thank you, T Y Hilton. Um, Looking forward to many more Sundays of uh, glorious T.Y. Hilton touchdowns, Bill. Now, do you think that, you know, he was kind of silent, nowhere to be found in the first half? Yep. And then all of a sudden they made some adjustments and uh, moved. They were down big. They had to pass. Right. So they had to pass. But do you think T.Y., maybe he's not going to get the three touchdowns every week, but do you think he can kind of take on a role where he is the move the chains type of guy, similar to what Reggie Wayne was as well? Because that's going to be important he, for him. Uh, yeah, I think he can do both. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not your typical, um, you know, ball possession receiver. I mean, right. He's obviously, you know, got deep threat ability. But it was pretty evident, and the announcers picked up on it. You know, they talked about it. Al Michaels talked about it all night, that they, they miss Reggie Wayne big time, man. Yeah. And someone's got to fill in there, and nobody was filling in there in the first half. They looked terrible, you know. Yep. And then something clicked, Andrew Luck, uh, you know. And T.Y. Hilton just started clicking, and the rest is history. But there's no doubt about it, man. When when T.Y. Hilton is on, man, he he is he's electric. It's really fun watching him play because you know you've been touting him since he was in in college as a small school guy, and then I kind of caught on and jumped on your bandwagon, and then we kind of alerted everyone to him last year, and then he was kind of silent this year in the beginning of the year. He was letting people hurt. down just a little he's bit. Injured. Yeah, he was hurt. And what did we say? His game's built on speed. He has to get healthy. And now all of a sudden that we see him <laughs> balling like the way he's balling, it's certainly great that that anyone that listened to us stayed patient because it's certainly paying off uh, immensely right now. Yeah, I, I really think the injury had a lot to do with his first half woes. Um, and, hey, now, I mean, these guys are going to have to step it up, you know, because no Reggie Wayne. You know, T.Y.'s going to have to step it up. I mean, Hayward Bay, he, he was also injured the other night. Um, yep. He didn't look good at all. No. Kobe Fleener was open a few times. You know, they threw it to Trent a couple times out of the backfield finally. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, T.Y.'s going to have to be the guy right now. He's the only he's the only dangerous guy if you look at their receiving weapons. He's the only guy you're worried about. Yeah, so, that's true. So, you know, hopefully he can keep it up. But, anyway, I, uh, you know. I was down big in one league and uh, made a huge comeback thanks to T.Y. Hilton, and I, I'm forever grateful. Uh, I had T.Y. and Andrew Luck in my dynasty league. I blew the guy out thanks to that second-half performance, but 
And another one of my leagues, the people, the the receiver I want to praise is Keenan Allen. I have him and Philip Rivers. I don't know if there's a better feeling in fantasy football than when your quarterback connects with your wide receiver, because it's like just ding, 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 points all over the board, and you know everything's lighting up. You, you get different noises. You're going nuts. That's the best feeling to me. Love it. Different noises. Yeah, like on your apps, like you know, like the alerts uh, are popping up. Gotcha. You got like the double the double ring. Yeah, like a slot machine. Yep. Yep. That's yeah, the man. best. I love that. Well, uh, do you have Aaron Rodgers in any of your leagues, Bill? That's a negative. Neither do I. Yeah, because we don't take quarterbacks early. Well, you're right. And, you know, we talked about it. I think we even mentioned it last week. You know, we were kind of talking once again about Michael Vick and how we had hoped that everyone was able to dump him after the first couple of games of the year. But nobody did because there were no other quarterback injuries, right? And finally, Everybody had happened? a quarterback. And yeah. um, we said, yeah, there hasn't been an injury to a major quarterback yet, really. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't count uh, Sam Bradford and Jay Cutler really in that top ten fantasy quarterback list. So here we go, Bill. Aaron Rodgers, the initial diagnosis, and it's nothing official at all. They're saying maybe three weeks collarbone injury. Yeah, and we'll get to the injuries uh, a little bit later on, but this is certainly a big, big one. one because, Todd, you know, people are relying. If you draft Aaron Rodgers, you probably took him in the first or second round. So you're relying on him each and every week to get you 30, 25 points, depending on your scoring format. So when a guy like that goes out, you know, it's tough because th- that was, you know, that was uh, probably your, your highest point scorer each and every week, a staple in your lineup. It, but it's far-reaching, Bill. The ramifications are far-reaching because now – I mean, Jordy Nelson is affected yep. by this. Sure. Jared Boykin. On, on the positive end, maybe Eddie Lacy is positively affected by this injury. Becomes he even a bigger workhorse. He looked great last night. He did. He's looked great the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so, you know, we'll get into this. We'll dig into it deeper during the show. But that's a, you know, it's the first, Bill's the first major quarterback injury of the year. That's how I look at it. And luckily, it's not more serious than, or at least reportedly being uh, as serious, because it's only a small fracture in his collarbone. But you remember back a couple of years ago when Tony Romo broke his collarbone, he was out for the rest of the season. You know, yeah, that, yep. that ended his year. Yep. Didn't Vic break his collarbone one year, too? I, th- I know I know. Uh, Romo did a couple of years ago. I think I think you're right about Vic, too. Can't remember. He, um, he had some sort of collarbone injury. Ryan Matthews, of course, in the preseason. But, yeah, you know, Packer fans and any any fantasy players that have Rodgers, very lucky that it's only reportedly a three-week injury. Well, we'll find out. Does this open the door for Matt Flynn to oh, make his triumphant return to Lambo? <laughs> the $15 million man had one NFL <laughs> start. Todd, I know you're happy Rodgers is out because they're playing the Eagles this weekend. Oh, good point. That's yeah. the first thing I looked at. When did the yeah. Giants play the Packers? Eagles. Nick Foles. There you Peyton. go. How about Super him? Super Foles. Seven touchdowns. You know, Peyton Manning, well, he tied the seven-touchdown mark. I think it was like a 53-year window in between seven touchdown performances. And then like 53 days later, Nick Foles does the same thing. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I didn't see that coming, obviously. I didn't see – I mean, at at Oakland um, – I thought that the offense would struggle a little bit. They've only, you know, they'd only uh, scored what? Uh, three offensive points last two weeks? Yeah. And no time. They yeah, right. Went nuts. So, yeah, man. Um, I think that, you know, as the media often does, they, they're going a little overboard with this bill. I don't think uh, Nick Foles is like, you know, the second coming here. 
Well, it's interesting you say that because remember his game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He looked great. Yep. Then the following week, he was really very inaccurate. He ended up getting hurt, and it kind of looked like very end though. He he was bad the whole day. It was bad the whole game. So it looked like his game against the Bucks was was a fluke. But now he has this game against the Raiders. So are we expecting next game to be a fluke? Or I mean, Josh McCown looked good against the Bears against the Packers last night. Or Monday night. You know, I think he's a Foles is an adequate quarterback who's yeah. a product of the system. I think Chip Kelly had everything rolling. I give more credit to Chip. Um, some cool form. I don't know if you watched the game, but there were some mm. a lot of crazy formations. They were running a lot of hurry up when you least expected it. Right. Um, you know, they they completed like a that like fifty yard pass to Deshaun Jackson, and they sprinted up to the line and they ran a play. The Raiders had no clue what the hell was going on. Um, so, you know, I think it's a combination. I think Chip Kelly was on, on his game. And when he is, man, if you got a quarterback that can execute the offense, you're in good shape. You know, the Eagles are pretty healthy right now. Um, so we'll see, you know, is Nick Foles a top 10 fantasy quarterback? No, I don't believe so. Do you? No, no, I don't. Not top 10. You know, a lot of of people started him last week because of all the bye weeks. Yeah. So, sure. you know, and that, that's, maybe that's something we could talk about later in the show, Bill, is, you know, we lamented all the crazy buy uh, teams on buy last week because there were so many high-profile fantasy players on buy. Yep. But I got to say, man. This week was, was scoring of, bonanza. <clears throat> there was. There was a lot of points in all of my leagues, a lot of fun fantasy action, I mean, t- touchdowns all over the place. It was a good weekend for fantasy football, despite the Broncos being out, despite the Lions being out, and all these other teams that were on buy. So, I was pleasantly surprised by the, um, you know, the amount of scoring. Well, the second half of the games, you know, the one o'clock Eastern and the four o'clock Eastern. You know, I'm, I'm very angry when the four o'clock games aren't um, entertaining, aren't exciting. They don't have a lot of scoring. Right. This week, not the case at all. I mean, even the Tampa Bay Seattle game was fun to watch. The Patriots ended up putting 55 on the board. The Steelers had 31, and then the Eagles and the Raiders. So I was very satisfied, despite the six teams being on by. Very satisfied with the uh, second set of games on Sunday. One last thing to close the loop on something that you and I always rant about are the horrible primetime games. We had three pretty pretty good games this week, Bill. You know, even the, even the Thursday night. Exactly. Let's go yeah. back to Thursday night. You had the Miami win over Cincinnati, which is an you know a good game. Yep. Overtime. Overtime. We went on a safety, but it was still a good game. A Geo came through big for fantasy managers, and then sure. and Lamar Miller, by the way, had a nice outing. And then you fast forward to Sunday night. That I thought that was a great game. Case Keenum looked good. Andre Johnson, huge. Yeah. You know, Luck and Hilton came back. Nice comeback victory. That was an exciting game. And then last night, you know, you know, with Rodgers being hurt, that took the, you know, a lot of the excitement out of it. But still, it was, a you know, an entertaining game, a close game. So they had three close primetime games this week, first time all year. Yeah, and I was really excited about the Sunday night game, and we talked about it before. Andrew Luck and I had T.Y. Hilton going, too. So that helped me out big time. The Monday night game didn't really – I didn't have anything on the line. I don't know why, but I don't have many leagues with anyone from the Bears or the Packers. I had Randall Cobb, so that's agreed. Uh, right. That's, I have Eddie Lacy. I have Eddie Lacy. So I'm not fortunate enough to have Lacy in too many, you know, important leagues. I think I have him in like one or two, you know, Mickey Mouse Club leagues. Yeah. Yep, man. So I, you know, I thought it was a good week for fantasy. And it was. It was. Now a good week. we, um, you know, man, we enter week ten already, Bill. 
Well, that's what's crazy. Well, that's what's nuts. Once you start getting into November, now you're starting to think to yourself, well, hey, fantasy football playoffs start, you know, December. So now you got four weeks. There's four more games left. Week 14 is when you have to make the cut by. So you either have to start stacking up some wins. You have to make sure that you get that bye week, whatever it is. But, you have, you know, this is crunch time. If you break up the season into the quarters of the regular season, you know, this is really the, fi- the final mark. Yep. Four, four teams on bye this week, Bill. Not six, four. So we get a little bit of a break this week with the bye weeks. You got Cleveland. Chiefs, uh, New England, and the Jets. And the Chiefs and the Pats are really the ones that are hurting people because you think about the Patriots, they're finally coming on strong. You finally want to use Tom Brady. Aaron Dobson's starting to look good. Stephen Ridley's running great. Gronk is back in action. And all of a sudden, boom, they're on a bye. So that kind of hurts a little bit. And then you got the Chiefs where it's really Jamal Charles been carrying your team at the running back spot. He's like a rock. He's like a mountain. You can't be, you know, you can't mess around with him. He's in your lineup every week, and now all of a sudden he's not, and it's a pretty crucial week. I'll tell you what, after this week, forget fantasy for a second. Just after week 10, when the Chiefs are back from their bye and the Patriots are back from their bye, I tell you what, the NFL is going to kick into a higher gear, man, because you got two Denver Kansas City games in the next three weeks. You get, I mean, the Chiefs are going to play a hard, much harder schedule coming up. Yeah, you know the the Patriots got some big games coming up. The Broncos obviously big games coming up with the Chiefs and the Patriots. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So November is shaping up to be humongous, man, in the world of uh, the NFL. But you know we we kind of you know the Chiefs kind of have kind of skated along here, Bill. They really haven't beaten a lot of quality teams. Yeah, their schedule's been pretty cake. You know, and uh, I mean Jesus, they they didn't score an offensive touchdown last week, did they? Uh, offensive touchdown. No, I know. I know the defense had two defensive. Yeah, yeah, right. You yeah. know, so we'll see how good the Chiefs really are. Luckily, I mean, for them, they're nine and zero, and they're playoff bound. You know, they're heading oh. in that direction. But it's getting exciting, man. You know, and it's a good time of year. It's, I mean, here in the Northeast, it's cold outside. It's chilly. The fall leaves are kind of in full bloom right now. You got the, Thanksgiving coming up. It's the, it's a good time of year. The clocks move back. Uh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, the 5 o'clock uh, darkness thing really kind of sucks. It, yeah, it kind of gets me a little bit depressed. Yeah. And, you know, it happened on Saturday Saturday night? Yeah, it happened on Saturday night. So I wake up on Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking for, like, some injury updates. I'm looking for some news, you know, sending out newsletters to all our members at FF Chance. I'm like, you know, it's a little slow right now. What is going on? And then I look at my clock. I'm like, oh, daylight savings time. Everyone. Everyone's still sleeping. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little, it was a little weird Sunday for me on morning, Sunday morning. Sunday morning lasted forever. Right. I kept looking at my clock, and it was just not moving. Yeah, I know, man. Yep. Yeah, so that was a little tough. But you know what? Again, I think it's all hyperdrive now. Fantasy, you know, push for the playoffs. NFL, it's going to get real interesting. Mm. Um, it's a good time of year, man. So... You know, uh, so what do, we, what do we have going on here? Where do we want to start this show, Bill? Well, first, uh, as we're just getting started here, I think we should give a quick shout out to our producer, Josh Deering. What's going on, Josh? How was your weekend? Oh, it was pretty good. I know uh, you missed the uh, Boston Mar- uh, Boston Marathon, Boston Red Sox parade. Yeah, I missed all the mayhem in the city on Saturday. Uh, I feel pretty bad about that. You know, the way things are going for everyone, all the fans in Boston, you'll have one in another couple of years anyway. No, we'll have, we should have one this uh, early next year, right? Patriots? Oh, okay. Planning okay. on that one. All right. 
Get, I like get how them. the Boston fans build. They just they just plan. When's the next parade? Okay, three yeah. months. Yep. Another parade. Got Another the Patriots and the Bruins will be taking home the cup come June. You know, it's gonna keep uh-huh. rolling. All right. You know what's gonna happen, Bill, to these Boston people? What? It, it, it's gonna happen soon. They're gonna go through like a fifty-year drought. We've been through that before. You're gonna. It's gonna happen again. I'm telling you. Is that the cycle? As a fan, would you rather have everything kind of jammed together in, like, say, a 15-year period? What do you guys have, eight, eight championships in a 15-year period? Yeah, that sounds right. All right, so let's say, would you rather have eight championships in 15 years and then go 50, 60 years with nothing? Or would you rather have, let's say, one or two championships every eight years to, like, spread it out? Well, right now, it doesn't get any better than this, so I, I want this to keep rolling. Yeah, you want... You want them all. You just, you just want them as quick as possible, Bill. I don't know if I agree with that. Only because, what about if you miss the window? Like, if you're in that 50 to 60 year period, and let's say you're, you know, a 15 years old, you may remember one or two of those championships, but then by the time you're 85, you don't, you forget the feeling. Well, that's my life, Bill. Oh, I know. Because when I was uh, eight, yeah, the Phillies won. The Eagles didn't win, but at least they went to the Super Bowl. Sixers won, Flyers were good, Penn State won, like 82 when I was 10. And then nothing really happened until uh, a couple years ago when the Phillies, like, fluked one in. So I'm 40 years old, Bill, so for so 30 which, years. For so 30 which would you years, rather have? teams won anything. So which would you rather have? Spread out or all at once? Well, well I think you make a good point is when are the all at once? Well, how old are you when it happens? That's yeah, the key. Yeah, that's the key. Right. You know, because for me, you know. You have to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. And by, I mean, by enjoy it, I mean really, like, celebrate, not, you know. Throw I think if you're in your late teens to early 30s. Yeah, that's good. I would take it. And yeah. then, you know, and then it doesn't happen again until you're basically dead. Is that basically what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you're probably. 80. You know, unless you have a long, long life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to happen soon, Boston. We'll Get see. Ready. We'll see. I, no, I predicted the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. You did. I said, Bill, preseason, after the Patriots win the Super Bowl, that'll be it. It'll be done. Brady, it'll all be over for Brady. It'll all be downhill. It'll all, they'll all start to fall apart. Right. So I'm sticking with it. They're going to win all it, right. and that's it. As for the other sports, I can only pray that, uh, you know, some other city steps up and actually wins a title here. All right, we're going to get to the Week 9 injury recap and our Week 10 waiver wire picks in just a little bit. We want to give out our phone number. It's 855-478-7030. You can call us with your lineup questions or waiver wire questions for Week 10. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. You can hit up Todd on Twitter, at CFFGeek. stands for College Fantasy Football Geek, at CFFGeek. I'm at Bill Enright, and don't forget to follow the official Fantasy Football Champs Twitter handle at FF Champs. I think, Todd, before we move ahead, it's always fun to look back. Let's go to, to the Week 9 Champs and Chumps. Who were the playmakers, the showstoppers, the studs? Woo! And who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Bill and Todd identify the Champs and Chumps. All right, here we go. Quarterback champs from Week 9 started off. Nick Foles, we said talked about him a little bit earlier. Seven touchdowns. 406 yards for the Eagles quarterback. I wasn't expecting that, Todd. I know you weren't. Seven touchdowns. You know, that's that's just one of those crazy days where if you were going against him, you probably lost. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this for one second. Um, 
the announcers during the game, because yeah. remember, he threw the seventh touchdown pass late in the third quarter. Right. He had a whole quarter to go. And you got to figure he could have put up another one if he needed to, or wanted yeah. to, right? If he just yep. played the rest of the game. And the, one of the announcers, I forget who was doing the game, but one of them said, oh, they need to keep him in to get the record. And the other one's like, eh, I don't know about that. Where, where do you fall on that, Bill? I don't I don't believe in, what was the score, like 49-13? Yeah, I would I would have taken him out. Totally agree. Yeah. Now. I would have taken him out. Because, you know, I love to um, rail on Drew Brees. Right. The, the phony. Drew Brees would have been in. Drew Brees would not have come out. Absolutely not. He would have gone. He would have stayed in. They might have tried to pull him out. He would have stayed in. Yeah. He loves his records, Mr. Brees. He does. I'm telling you, people. People, people. Drew Brees is a little bit of a phony. <laughs> Good guy. Very charitable. I like him in that regard. When it comes to these silly records, he needs to chill out. Yeah. Every year he breaks some record, and it's a little bit uh, – he kind of goes a little overboard, Bill. So anyway, I always like to weave in a little Drew Brees bashing in, in All his, right. uh, his records. He, does, he doesn't get enough of it. Yeah. Next quarterback champ, Bill, how about Tom Brady? Thank God this guy woke up. 432 yards, four touchdowns. That equates to 33 fantasy points in most standard scoring leagues. It wasn't long ago, Todd, where people were when people were complaining about Breeze's or Breeze, about Brady's lack of production in fantasy football. But listen, we, we kind of warned everybody that it's going to take time. We need Gronkowski to be healthy. We need Amendola to be healthy. We need players like Aaron Dobson to step up and start learning the offense. And that's what seems to be happening here. They seem to be clicking a little bit, at least against the Steelers. Now that they have a bye, they'll be able to work on it even more. They get Shane Vereen back after the uh, bye week. Stephen Ridley's running well. Watch out for the Patriots in you know the last uh, final month or six weeks of the season. How about bad are the Steelers? Oh, they're terrible. And Mike I mean, Tomlin geez. is pissed off. Did you hear Mike Tomlin's press conference after yeah. the game? Yeah, oh, man. they're going to clean house in Pittsburgh. Well, Watch out, we, Steeler fans. Rebuilding time. They uh, they took away the ping pong, and for a week or two it looked like that was a good move, Bill. Remember? Yeah, the ping pong table seemed to be helping. What did they go, 2-1 and one during that yeah, time frame? Yeah, the ping pong table. They, they, you know, no more fun and games in the locker room, said yeah. Mike Tomlin. No more ping pong for you. And... Man, they were refocused for a week or two, and then they fell off the wagon. Maybe, you, maybe they're playing ping pong on the side now, Bill, because that was embarrassing, 55 well, points. You know Tomlin's one of my favorite coaches in the league, so I put the blame on the players, kind of like what he did. He said, hey, hey, if you're not putting in your full effort, you'll be out of here. And Steeler fans, get ready for it, because they are cleaning house in the offseason. Mm. Next guy that makes the champs list, Bill, one of my favorite college fantasy football players of all time, Mr. Case Keenum, who stepped in and threw for 350 yards, three touchdown passes. He also can run the ball a little bit, Bill. Racked up 26 yards on the ground. What did you think of Case Keenum this week? I love giving credit where credit is deserved. I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to give it to, I believe it was Rick in Houston, who like six weeks ago was like, hey, guys, Matt Schaub's not cutting it. We want Case Keenum down here. The Houston locals are calling for Case Keenum. And I kind of scoffed at it. I was like, are you nuts? You know, this guy, he's not ready for the NFL. But he looked great on Sunday night, really just passing the ball to Andre Johnson. Sometimes it's as easy as that. He had all three of his touchdowns to Andre Johnson, 225 yards in the first half. It was nuts. But, Todd, I remember a couple years ago, you were like, Bill, you got to watch this guy, Case Keenum. He's going to have, like, ten touchdowns this week. He was still in college at Houston. 
You're like, I was like, 10 touchdowns? What are you talking about? Who is he? You're like, he's Case Keenum. He throws the ball nonstop. I'm telling you, 10 touchdowns. Sure enough, he had 10 TDs in a game. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was like the coolest thing I ever saw. And uh, here here we are, talking talking about him on uh, Fantasy Football Champs. You know, um, he brings a little energy to the game, too. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he, he's enthusiastic. He's energetic. I like that. I don't know. He's fired up, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. He's too stupid to, to know that the NFL is a business, but he just seems like he's bringing some energy to the team. Um, you got to wonder if Gary Kubiak doesn't have his uh, collapse at halftime, if the team – I mean, did that affect the team second half? It's, it seemed like it might have. I know that's kind of a hard thing to project or to gauge, but it seemed like they kind of lost a little mojo at halftime, man, big time. In that game. You know, I think it did affect the Texans. I don't that's think the I mean. – I don't think it, the Colts knew about it. Andrew Luck was asked after the game what he thought about Coach no. uh, Coach Kubiak going down, and he was like, "Well, what are you talking about?" No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the Texans because the first yeah, half the they Texans. lit it up. Yeah. They, they looked, they're firing all over the place. It's kind of a must-win game for them. And the second, obviously, at halftime, they found out what was going on. And the second half, they just kind of lost. They seemed like they lost a step. Anytime you see a player getting taken off on a stretcher. A coach going down like this, I've never seen this before, but whenever you see, like, an injury like that or, you know, you're worried about someone uh, being paralyzed or something like that, there always is some kind of, like, overtone with that team that they just don't they don't seem to be playing the same way. And, sure, that happened with the Texans at halftime. They see their coach going down, and they're going into the locker room, and all of a sudden he's not there with them making his, you know, adjustments and, and his halftime speech and – you got Wade Phillips. Did you see Wade Phillips? They kept showing him. He looked like he was lost. At one point, I wanted to take a picture of the TV screen and, and kind of like make a meme out of it and say, all right, how do I do this again? Because he looked lost out there. Yeah. Um, totally agree, man. Totally agree. And what a, what a weird, like, what a weird week it was for coaches with John Fox, with Gary yeah. Kubiak. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but wasn't Gary, I mean, think about John Elway for a second, okay? John Elway, obviously the uh, the man in charge there in Denver, mm-hmm. and his head coach, you know, has to have the heart surgery. And then a day later, his old backup wasn't Gary Kubiak long, the longtime backup to John Elway in Denver. Oh, you got me there. I think he I, was. I know he was on Mike Shanahan's coaching staff. I'm pretty sure uh, my I didn't see any stories on this. I thought somebody might write one on Football Nation, but they didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll, I'll look it up here. But I'm pretty sure. Uh, Gary Kubiak was the backup to Elway. Why don't you go into the quarterback chumps, Bill, while I check that out real quick? All right. Uh, quarterback chumps for this week. You know, a lot of people were looking for bye week replacements, guys like Peyton Manning, uh, Matthew Stafford, Colin Kaepernick, all on a bye. So you pick up a guy like Alex Smith. You hope for the best. 124 yards and zero touchdowns. To put it simply, this guy just does not score. He gives it to Jamal, to Jamal Charles, and that's who's scoring all the points for the Chiefs. Andy Dalton. Playing on Thursday night football. Had 11 touchdowns in three games. People were calling us all week. Todd emailing us in, uh, emailing us, asking expert advice. Should I start Andy Dalton this week? And we kind of said, no. We don't like the matchup against the Dolphins. We don't like that he's playing on Thursday night football. There are other options this week. Don't use Andy Dalton. Unfortunately, uh, that train uh, came to a screeching halt as uh, Dalton had three interceptions and zero touchdowns. And then Matt Ryan. Hey, we thought he'd be getting along fine with Tony Gonzalez, Harry Douglas, and guys like Drew Davis stepping up. Not the case against the Panthers. 219 yards and one touchdown. He also threw in three interceptions. That's seven INTs in two games for Matt Ryan. He's certainly missing the likes of Roddy White and Julio Jones. 
Absolutely. But I think the killer of this trio of quarterback chumps, like you said, is Andy Dalton, Bill, because we had a million calls last week. What should I do with Dalton? You know, he's on this red hot streak and people were just starting to get comfortable putting him in as like, maybe he's my permanent weekly starter. Yep. You know? And we said, uh, not yet. Thursday night, Thursday night, trick or treat night, Bill. It was a trick with Dalton. He threw for a nice amount of yards, but like you said, you have four turnovers like that. I mean, if you're in a league with negative points for turnovers, I mean, it's just awful. So hold the phone on Andy Dalton. All right, what did you find out about uh, Gary Kubiak? I was correct. Quarterback I was correct. He was drafted, actually, the same year as Elway. But if okay. you remember, Elway was drafted by the Colts. Right. Remember, and then Elway, he said, he pulled an Eli Manning. He said, I'm not playing for the Colts. Sure. And he forced the trade to Denver. So now Denver had two rookie quarterbacks. So Kubiak played his entire career for the Broncos as Elway's backup. Okay. Nine seasons. He only started five games when Elway was hurt. But, yeah, man, so my point is is that Elway had a rough week. You know, his head coach uh, there in Denver goes down. And then his, you know, you got to figure he and Kubiak are pretty close. You know, he, he has an, uh, an issue as well. So kind of a rough week for Elway. The Elway effect. Yeah, let's, uh, that, let's hope I, that's the end of it. I'm a big-time conspiracy theorist. I think, to me, that's too much of a coincidence. So what are you saying? I don't know. I'm just, you know, <laughs> just, just messing around. Right, but John, I mean, you don't, you don't. Uh, that's some coincidence. I mean, I don't mean, you think it's weird? I mean, too. How how often do do head coaches like you know have issues in the middle of the season where they can't coach anymore? Not it doesn't happen that often. No, and they're and both like the John Elway. It. Yeah, so you know, two times in two days, and it's there's both a connection with Elway. So maybe you know, maybe you got something there, Bill. I don't know. Uh, the Elway Why don't we move on to some happier thoughts? How about the running back champs this week, Bill? How about Zach Stacy? 27 you know, this, totes for 127 yards, two scores, six catches for 51 yards. What? Where did this come from? Love this kid, and I tell you why, Todd. Everyone was on board with Daryl Richardson in the preseason, Isaiah Pete in the preseason, and I just didn't feel like those two pl- those two running backs were going to get it done. I stashed Zach Stacy early on. Love that he was in the SEC, a power runner, and boy, did he have a great game. He's been playing great the last couple of weeks. Even remember against Seattle, he had over 100 yards. So two touchdowns on the day for Zach Stacy. Love this rookie. Yeah, you know he uh, when he when he got drafted, we kind of said you know keep an eye on him because it's a good fit, right? St. Louis yeah. didn't have a running back, like you said. We weren't believers in Richardson or Isaiah Pede. So, you know, any anybody that they were going to draft, heading into the draft, we said, watch the Rams. So they, watch the running back that the Rams draft because he, he'll have some fantasy potential. Yep. Did we think that Zach Stacy was going to do this? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I wound up playing against Zach Stacy in two leagues this week, Bill. Not good. See, he and Keenan Allen are saving my season, single-handedly saving my season. The dynasty season? No, 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 no. In oh, another okay. league where I, had Shane, where I had Shane Vereen, Randall Cobb. Yeah. So yep. I needed I needed running back and I needed wide receiver. They stepped up big time for me. Here are two other guys that stepped up big time, Bill. A couple more running back champs. How about Chris Johnson? 23 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns, also caught three balls for 20 yards. And then you had Adrian Peterson, who's starting to look a lot like Adrian Peterson again. He had a you know an, an all-time highlight touchdown run where he bowled over the Cowboys. 25 rushes, 140 yards, another touchdown, three catches, 37 yards for Mr. Peterson. What do you think about those two guys starting to round into form at the right time? You know, it's funny that both of these guys who haven't been doing a whole lot the last few weeks 
really came to play in week nine. About two or three weeks ago, someone asked me, at, at ffchamps.com, we have our stud stud and borderline stud list. We always start our studs, so we have a list of players that are on it. And then we have borderline studs. And someone dared to email me saying to take Chris Johnson off the borderline stud list. And I kind of replied, like, take it easy. He's got a good schedule coming up. He'll start to perform. Boom, 71 yards, receiving yards, and a touchdown against the 49ers in Week 7. 150 yards and two touchdowns in Week 9. Chris Johnson's getting it done. And then the same thing with Adrian Peterson. Todd, we said it. He has to get the ball more. 13 and 12 carries a game is not going to cut it. Hand the ball off to Adrian Peterson 25 times and wait for magic to happen. And that's what the Vikings did this weekend. 140 yards and a touchdown. Peterson looking strong against the Cowboys. Man, a couple other champs, Bill. Lots of champs this week. How about Eddie Lacy last night? We talked about it. 150 yards and a touchdown. He looks strong. Matt Forte, the other running back in that game, 125 yards and a score, five catches for another 54 yards. Good day. You know, it's good. It's been a very, very disappointing year for fantasy running back so far this season. So it's an encouraging sign that uh, right here during – you know, the playoff run, you had these five running back champs really step it up. It was a, a good sign, Bill. It certainly was. Now, some of the chumps. Bilal Powell, nine carries, 29 yards. Bill, this Jets running back tandem of uh, Chris Ivory and Bilal Powell is just very hard to figure out. Um, I don't know. Again, you and I don't have any Jets on our, on our rosters, but uh, those that did – we're not happy with that result. How about Ryan Matthews? He'd been coming on strong for the Chargers, but he only toted the rock seven times for 34 yards this week. And then Ray Rice, Bill, I think it's safe to say, are you with me on this, that Ray Rice has hit the – he's over the hill? Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think that yeah. entire Ravens team is just having a bad year. It's tough to be the defending Super Bowl champions. Everyone has watched tape on you all season long, and, and they come out with some extra motivation to try to shut you down, and that's what teams are doing right now when they're playing the Baltimore Ravens. It's a shame because I think Ray Rice, uh, if he was on a different team, he'd still be really good. Really? I, I, yeah, I think it's more of the team than, than it is him, Todd. I disagree. I think, I think it's a – combination of both i think everything you said about the ravens is true but i think ray rice is i think he's finally like on the downward side of his career oh i don't know man there that offensive line is bad i mean they're so bad they actually made a trade with the jaguars to get an offensive lineman that's how bad their all line is that's true it's true i still think ray rice has seen his best days are behind him but uh, I don't know. I guess we're, we'll probably never find out because he's going to stay on the Ravens for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Moving over to the wide receivers, Bill. Wide receiver champs. How about Andre Johnson? Not, oh, this is the Andre Johnson of old, Bill. Nine catches, 229 yards, and three touchdowns. That's 41 points for those of you tracking that at home. Riley Cooper, racist Riley, Bill. Five catches, 139 yards, three scores of, of his own. And then T.Y. Hilton, seven catches, 121 yards. And he also scored three touchdowns. Three wide receivers scored three touchdowns in a game this weekend. Like we said, Bill, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of fantasy juice this week. You know, Andre Johnson did most of that work in the first half, and our boy T.Y. did most of that work in the second half. So if you were going against Andre Johnson and you had T.Y. going, you know, that was a pretty close uh, matchup because – Andre did it all in the first, and, and T.Y. did it all in the second. Yeah. Yep. Now, how many people are starting Riley Cooper in, in fantasy uh, circles? Well, I should have been starting him this weekend. Instead, I put in Jeremy Curley because I was desperate for some bye week problems. 
and we all know how that worked out. Riley, yeah. uh, Jeremy Curley fractured his or dislocated his elbow, and Riley Cooper scored three touchdowns. So, hey, even I make some bad lineup decisions once in a while. Moving over to the wide receiver chumps, Bill. Nate Washington. You Okay, let's do it together, Bill. Zero catches for zero yards equals zero. Zero fantasy points for, for Nate the Great Washington. And he had been one of those names, Bill, that – been a little. There was a little buzz with Nate Washington last week. People were kind of thinking he might be a sneaky play. Not so much. Yeah, um, and he's one of those guys, just like Eddie Royale with cheese, where he had those big games, and we're like, listen, it, it's not going to last. He's not consistent. He's he's not going to be uh, a weekly performer for you. And and here we are with uh, a big goose egg for him. Vincent Jackson's another guy that was a chump this week, Bill. Only two catches for 11 yards. Um, on the other side of the ball, like in that Seattle um, Buccaneers game, how about Golden Tate? He was on Revis Island, Bill, and he only caught three balls for 29 yards. It, it, I, someone asked me if they should start Golden Tate or Kendall Wright this weekend, and I said go with Kendall Wright, but I wouldn't be surprised if Golden Tate had a good game. And they're like, oh, you're not afraid of Re Revis Island? And I kind of just sent back a question, like, does that place still exist? So I was kind of surprised. Golden Tate, the, you know, Sidney Rice was out. Percy Harvin wasn't back. I thought Golden Tate was in store for an eight to ten catch game, and it just didn't get. He just didn't get it going. And and the Seahawks were down twenty one points, so they were they should have been passing the ball a lot more than they were. But I guess uh, Doug Baldwin and Kirsch got got a lot more action. I agree with everything you said. I do think Revis is starting to um, get back to form a little bit. You know, yeah. he's coming off the injury. He's getting a little bit healthier. Plus. The Shiano man is actually letting him play some man-to-man, -man, finally. Yeah. Instead of the zone, which is a total waste of his talent. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know if all that contributed to Golden Tate's bad day, but I think that I think Revis is starting to come on a little bit, so something to keep an eye on. And the other wide receiver, Chump Bill, this one hurt me in one league. Terrence Williams, the rookie from uh, Baylor, mm. Dallas Cowboy, only two catches, 33 yards. He'd been red hot the last couple of weeks, but not so much against the Vikings. He was coming into that game with four straight weeks with at least one touchdown. At least one. He had a couple games with two. And uh, the matchup was great, and I don't know. The Cowboys just didn't look good to me. Even though they won the game, they just didn't look A lot of Jason Witten. It wasn't even Des Bryant. Dwayne Harris, scored, Dwayne Harris scored the last touchdown. Jason Witten scored a touchdown. Des Bryant didn't get into the end zone. Uh, DeMarco Murray only ran the ball four or five times. So if you had Dallas Cowboys going against the Vikings, unless you had Jason Wayne, you were probably very disappointed because the matchup was great. We were salivating about the matchup. Romo did okay. Yeah, Romo did all right. In, I in had to start Romo uh, in one league because Manning was on bye, and if it's a big quarterback league. It'll be 30 points. Yeah, not bad. Uh, speaking of Jason Witten, tight end champs, the big three, Bill. Three huge names all came through this week in the tight end position. Jimmy Graham, nine catches, 116 yards, two scores. The Gronk, nine catches of his own, 143 yards and a touchdown. And Jason Witten, eight catches, 102 and a touch. So tight ends coming through big for their owners in week nine. Yeah, and, and this was the big three in the preseason, Todd. You're right. Graham, Gronk, and Witten, these are the guys that were likely, you know, off the draft board first at the position. Maybe and PPR, Jimmy, definitely. Of course. And so it's kind of good to see, um, see these three these three tight ends reward some of the fantasy managers out there. Yeah, well, Graham has been doing it every week. But Gronk, um, you know, Gronk, it's just good to see Gronk. He's, he's you know, three games back, two two yep. big games of the three. Yep. Jason Witten's been terrible last month, but he uh, he came through for owners that didn't 
give up on him, which is good. Now the tight end chumps this week, Bill. Jordan Cameron, one catch for four stinking yards. Uh, killed me. Killed me, killed me, killed me because Cameron is a guy that, that's been playing really well. So when you look at your starting lineup every week, you're like, all right, you know what? Cameron's been getting me 10 to 14. Maybe he has upside. He gets into the end zone. You'll get 20. But to get like 0.4, that's just terrible. And then Delaney Walker, Bill. Remember last week on the show how all these right, all these uh, emailers and callers were asking us about Delaney Walker? Well, that's why I put him in here, Todd. I normally yeah. wouldn't have included Delaney Walker. But exactly. so many people were asking us about him last week. I couldn't understand it. I had to just kind of reiterate why he's a tight end chump. Uh, two, te- two catches for 13 yards. Yeah. No more Delaney Walker talk. Thank you. On, on these airwaves. Please. All right, so that was the champs and the chumps from week nine. We're going full steam ahead to week 10. Your telephone calls at 855-478-7030. Your emails, radio at footballnation.com, plus our week nine injury recap and week 10 waiver wire report. That's all coming up next right here on the Fantasy Football Champs. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for bumps and bruises. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Bill and right here with Todd DeVries, and it is time for the bumps and the bruises. Todd, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Big injury. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers 
fractured his collarbone. Three-week injury speculate, uh, speculation. Could be longer. Uh, there's a lot of fantasy ramifications here when uh, Rodgers goes down. Absolutely. Let's look at the uh, Packers schedule for the next three weeks. And again, okay. this three-week thing is it's very preliminary. This is the, the morning after. By the time you listen to this, who knows what the actual prognosis will be or if we'll even know the truth, Bill. But they have the Eagles at home this Sunday. Uh, they already had their bye week, by the way. The Week 11, they got the Giants on the road, and then they've got the Vikings at home. Bill, those are three weeks where Aaron Rodgers could have carved up those defenses. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles, Giants, Vikings. You're probably looking at that that lineup, and you're like, this is what I've been waiting for. Rodgers is going to go off for you know three or four touchdowns every single week in the month of November, and now it's not the case anymore. My take on this is, uh, I mean, I I would se- severely downgrade Jordy Nelson and, uh, I mean, Jared Boykin, one catch yesterday. Mm. I mean, James Terrible. Jones. I mean, I mean, what are you doing here? I, I think it's time you can drop Jared Boykin because James Jones is going to come back healthy and plus Rodgers is not in action. So uh, yeah. Jared Boykin could certainly be someone that's dropped. Uh, I mean, go on. I was just going to say, I mean, I mean, last night, you know, Jordy Nelson, uh, I think he had the one catch from Aaron Rodgers. Didn't he have that 27-yarder before the that, injury? Yeah. So if you take that out, I mean, he was the when, – when Rodgers left, he was the leading receiver with 40 yards on three catches. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Not good. No. I think that, um, again, we've touched on it earlier, I think that Eddie Lacy gets a little bit of an upgrade. Um, I think they're going to have to lean on him more. They might have to because, I'll tell you, Seneca Wallace didn't really look that good last night. No, there's nobody out there. The trade deadline's over, um, although I don't know that you'd do a trade for a three-week thing if this is only a three-week injury. You know, Matt Flynn, hanging out, Bill. Can you believe it? If he gets another contract, this guy started one game, made already $15 million the last two seasons. Yeah, that would be. He was on the Raiders and the Bills this year, right? That's the only two teams that picked him up. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Their, their Bills cut him. I think actually the Bills cut him last week or Monday. Monday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So, not good. Not good for fantasy, Bill. I mean, Jordy Nelson owners have been riding him nice. You know, Jordy's been great this year. And I think that's going to come to a screeching halt. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about it on Thursday when we have a better sense as to what the hell's going on here. But, uh, oof. I have a feeling, Bill, on Thursday's show, when we get all the start-stick questions, we're going to get a lot of Jordy Nelson questions. You know, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but now losing Randall Cobb doesn't look that bad because, I mean, they were going to lose Aaron Rodgers anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I would have liked to have had Randall Cobb the last month. That would have been helpful. Yeah, I guess. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, Jordy Nelson is now going to take a big hit. Randall Cobb would have took that big hit, too. That's yeah. all. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. Another quarterback injured. How about Terrell Pryor, Bill? The knee injury. Kind of a. It was kind of weird. Suddenly, I mean, I was watching the game. Suddenly, he's just walking to the locker room. So, do you think this was because they were down by six touchdowns, or do you think there's something more to it? I think it was because they were down by six touchdowns. His coach came out and said he is kind of day-to-day, which basically means it's, you know, they're looking out for him. It's precautionary. 
but if the game was today, he'd be playing. Uh, Terrell Pryor was like 12 yards away from that 300-yard bonus. I was like, all right, he's going to get it. There's still plenty of time left. And then all of a sudden I see him going to the locker room, yeah. and I was cursing, you know, not cursing him, just cursing the situation. I was like, all right, well, it comes down to T.Y. and Andrew Luck. And uh, luckily T.Y. came through. Moving over to the running backs, Bill, Arian Foster makes his name, his way onto the injury list once again. Game time decision, Bill. So why don't we talk about this for a second? Because, you know, when you have a game time decision and it's a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game, it screws over a lot of managers. So I was doing my live webcast on, on FFChamps.com Sunday morning, and a lot of people were asking me Arian Foster questions. Should I start Arian Foster? And the counterpart or the the other player on their squad that they'd be putting in wasn't very good but you know some of them were you know like some fourth or fifth wide receivers or your fifth or fifth running back on the team and i basically told everyone if you want to take a gamble you plug in arian foster but i would not consider doing it because i think he's pretty hurt and i don't know how much action he's really going to be used uh you know they might use uh, ben tate a little bit more than usual so then once he was declared active, I was like, well, you know, the people that that actually went with him, you know, they'll, they'll be okay. And then he comes out the first series of the game and he doesn't come back in. That is likely a, a killer. That's a fantasy killer right there. I totally agree. Um, you know, that's you're getting burned by the, the primetime Sunday night game. You know, primetime Sunday night, Monday night, the, the, those game time decisions, sometimes you get burned, Bill. Yeah. Ben Tate, another injury uh, to a running back. <laughs> you know, Arian Foster's right-hand man, uh, he admitted to feeling some pain with his fractured ribs after the game, but he says he'll play in Week 10. Now, what did you think of Ben Tate? Because he didn't he didn't get all the snaps. He didn't look very good. I think there was one play, and um, either Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth pointed it out early on, where they were going for a first down, and he kind of slid. I've never seen a running back slide before, but he kind of slid before the first down marker, and it was probably because he didn't want to take a hit to the ribs, and then they ended up having to punt on that drive because he didn't pick up the first down, which he was more than capable of doing if he just, you know, put his head down and ran the ball. But I think, you know, the rib injury, I said it a couple weeks ago, Todd, the rib injury is going to keep prevent him from really producing up to his full potential. Yeah. I mean, he did have 22 carries, 81 yards, but Dennis Johnson, the uh, the youngster from Arkansas, if I remember correctly, he actually got eight, got eight carries in there. He looked like he had a little bit of burst to him. So that, I don't know. It was just a weird. That was it was weird. It seemed like the the Houston offense was all about uh, Andre Johnson in that first half, and then the second half they kind of sputtered. Yeah. Yep. Another running back, Bill. I can't believe this guy's on the injury report. Darren McFadden. Oh, he's back. Back on the injury report. And guess what he injured? His hammy. <laughs> same spot. He said it was the same spot that he in, uh, injured a couple weeks ago. You know, if you haven't learned your lesson on Darren McFadden yet, then you just haven't been playing fantasy football all that long. This might be your first or second season. So I because, guess... because if you're a veteran at fantasy football, you know not to go near Darren McFadden. All the potential in the world doesn't mean crap if you can't stay on the field. Totally agree. And you know how I get the – we all get those little uh, alerts on our smartphones. Yeah. You know, ESPN app or whatever apps you, you know, apply to. I, I got the – you know how some of those alerts are, like, stating the obvious? Right. 
it was something like Darren McFadden injures hamstring. Again. Raiders are concerned. Yeah. I was just like, really? Yep. It happens every year, folks. And, and you know, it's just it's just routine at this point. Next guy on the list, Darren Sproles, Bill. He's kind of been a bust this year. He had that one big game. Big bust. And he's been terrible ever since. He had a concussion early in the game and did not return. He's questionable for Week 10 against the Cowboys. And then just another one, another name to throw out there for those of you that were holding out hope for David Wilson to come back for the Giants, Bill. What's your advice there? Go ahead and drop him because he's not going to be in action if he comes back at all this year. Uh, he had an MRI this week. And the results came back and said that he doesn't need surgery, but the doctors say that he's going to have to get reevaluated in a couple of weeks, and that's when they'll make a decision if he can be cleared to play or not. So he hasn't even been cleared to play yet. He's going for another test in like three or four more weeks, and by that time you're looking at week 15, and I doubt they're going to rush him back into action just for one or two games. So David Wilson, you can drop him. He goes down. It was one of the biggest busts of the year as well. All right, moving over to the wide receivers on the injury report, Bill. You mentioned it earlier in the show. Jeremy Curley of the New York Jets dislocated elbow. That's one of the worst-sounding injuries, isn't it? Dislocated elbow. Yeah. He'll, he'll miss at least a month. He had been a, you know, a decent, what do you want to call wide PPR receiver option. three in yeah. PPR leagues? Yeah, sure. Um, luckily for the Jets, Antonio Holmes is ready to come back. So with Jeremy Curley going down, Antonio Holmes comes back, and it's you know kind of like a wash for them. But for fantasy, I think people were relying on Jeremy Curley a little bit. I was this weekend. I should have used Riley Cooper. Um, I was looking for Jeremy Curley to, to you know, th- th- we knew the Jets were going to have to pass the ball a lot against the Saints if the Saints were scoring points. It turned out that wasn't the case at all. I think Geno Smith only had, like, I don't know, eight completions this weekend, something crazy like that. But my point is, luckily, this is really only the the main wide receiver injury of the week. You know, there were guys like Greg Little going down, but he'll be fine. And uh, Jeremy Crow is really the only one that's that's going to last a little bit long here. The other two wide receivers, just to mention, Bill, James Jones of the Packers played in 29 snaps on Monday Night Football, didn't suffer a setback on his knee. I guess that's good news, but uh, who can throw him the ball? That's, that's the big question now. And then Michael Crabtree of the 49ers, Bill, he can start practicing on November 19th. That's two weeks from now. And that's to start practicing, Todd. That doesn't mean he's going to be eligible to play or if the Niners want to even rush him back into play. His teammate, uh, Mario Manningham, was activated from PUP this week, so we may see him back in action in Week 11. One more but, guy to mention, Bill, uh, yeah. on the injury front, Percy Harvin. Um, I don't think he's going to play again this week. He's another guy, Todd, that a lot of people rushed to pick him up. Remember when he came out and said in the regular uh, in the preseason when I'll be ready by week seven? You know, yeah. people actually believed that, and yeah. you and I didn't. And we said it's going to be a little bit longer than, you know, when he thinks he's going to come back. And he tried to rush back. He had a setback. And now they don't even expect him to be ready for week ten. So, you know, hold your horses on Percy Harvin here. Tight end to mention Kyle the Red Nose Rudolph. Is that what we call him, or did I butcher that? Kyle the Red Nose, Re- the the Red Zoned Reindeer. Ah, Red Zoned. Kyle the Red Zone Reindeer. Yeah. Broken foot out a month. Yeah. He has a big name. People drafted him, but I was never using him, and I was never confident in using him either. Got it. Agreed. I don't. I didn't really target him in any leagues. His quarterback play is just terrible. 
yeah, can't can't rely on it week to week. Uh, Byrick, he was a Byrick replacement for a lot of people. Right, he had Nothing that one more. big game. That's it. Nothing more. Yeah, that's it. So, that's it for the injury report. So Aaron Rodgers, really the only uh, weekly starter, him and Aaron Foster. But Aaron Foster was uh, kind of hurt to begin with, and then Darren McFadden. Other than that, uh, not that bad. We 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 escaped another week of injuries, but the Packer situation is pretty bad. That that's really it's not just Aaron Rodgers. It extends to it extends to Nelson. It, it extends to James Jones, and and we'll see what happens with Lacey. Yeah, that's that's the big one, man. That is the big one. Bill, did you get the uh, the little trade I was just offered? Yeah, what's what's going on with this guy? I mean, he's trying to sell high on Big Ben and Jason Wynn, huh? Why would I fall for this? I don't know. So basically, forget who's on my roster, who's on his roster. Just player for player. It's a six-person proposed trade. I, he wants from me, he wants me to give up RG3, T.Y. Hilton, and Jordan Reed in a PPR. Yeah. For Big Ben, Jason Witten, and Larry Fitz. Yeah, no thanks. He's trying to sell high. Why yeah, would you do that with me? You, you can't blame him. Right. Well, you can't blame him for trying, but for, with you, I mean, I don't know why anyone would try to do that. No. I just beat this guy, too. With oh. T.Y. Hilton the other night. Well, that's why he wants them. Yeah, well, you're not you're not getting them. All right, Todd, what do you say we move away from the injury report and kind of uh, shed some light on our Week 10 waiver wire advice? Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. All right, so the the waiver wire report for Week Ten, we actually have a lot of guys on it, Todd. Uh, luckily, only six teams, or, or luckily only four teams, on a bye this week. Unlike the last two weeks, where six teams were on a bye, the Chiefs, Jets, Patriots, and Browns all have the weekend off. So Tom Brady uh, is really the only quarterback. You may be looking for a bye week replacement, but if you have Aaron Rodgers, I doubt you want to use Seneca Wallace, although we have him listed here. My biggest pickup for quarterback is, is Nick Foles of the Eagles. Seven touchdowns last week. You can't deny it. The question is how how many leagues is he available in? Because of all the buys the last couple of weeks, yeah, um, he's not available in any of my leagues. Well, remember here for a second. He had his own concussion. We saw Mike Vick. We saw Matt Barkley. This was the first week he was back in action. Yeah, I guess he just got picked up in my leagues, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have him, but... He got picked up. He actually got started in one of my leagues. Thankfully, not against me. Mm. But uh, but yeah, if Nick Foles is out there, certainly you got to grab him. I mean, everyone's going to try to grab him. Um, just don't expect seven touchdowns every week from the guy. But no, like no. you said, Bill. I mean, the Packers' defense isn't all that. It is on the road, but um, Eagles go into the game healthy, and you know Nick Foles is a viable pickup. Obviously. Yep. Uh, how about EJ Manuel? He's coming back from injury as indicated by the Buffalo Bills deciding to release Matt Flynn. That, that's good news for Bills, Stevie Johnson, C.J. Spiller, and even the tight end Scott Chandler. Uh, we're expecting the rookie E.J. Manuel to come back. Yeah, and you know what? Along with Geno Smith early in the season, E.J. Manuel was kind of a pleasant surprise. He was, yeah. You know what I think I attribute that to? Was when co- you uh, – remember what your little conversation with E.J. at the draft? Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> I think that inspired him. I, I think it did. Well, I gave him a congrats, bro, right? Tell us, tell the story. So we're sitting there <laughs> at the draft. You know, we, we're at the, one of the tables and, uh, you know, with our laptops. And these players, they kind of, after they get drafted, they do all these interviews all over all over Radio City. 
And we're kind of... we're right in front. We're like in the third row. We're right in the third row. Yeah. And uh, I mean, who's Eddie George is right in front of us. There's all yeah. these there's people everywhere. And uh, his agent, EJ and his agent, he'd just been drafted. He has the Bills hat on. And he's walking right past us, kind of shuffling through the, the area. And Bill, what did you say to him? Congrats, bro. What did he say to you? I don't know. Kind of just looked at me, gave me a, a, a fist, gave me a pound. He gave you a pound? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I remember I remember when RG3 went past me, he, the smile on his face was like, you never knocked that. So I think he's still smiling away, uh, still smiling from when he got drafted second row overall. Yeah. And I didn't call him RG three. I mean, little known secret here. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that nickname. Likes yeah. to be called Rob or Bob, I believe. Right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, "Congrats, Rob," and he gave me a huge smile. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, EJ Manuel, congrats, bro. EJ, congrats, bro. Manuel. That's right. He's back. <laughs> Other quarterback, if you're really desperate, Bill, Seneca Wallace. Uh, I can't recommend this one, Bill. Can you? I can't. I mean, he's playing um, the Eagles, maybe. Listen, you know, some people out there, Todd, they're in really deep leagues. They're in two quarterback leagues. They have Aaron Rodgers. They need to pick up the backup because he's going to be the starter for the next, I don't know, let's call it month, three yeah. weeks of the season. So that that's why you have to list him here. Um, if you're in a 10-team league, no, you don't have to pick him up. If you're in a 12-team league, one quarterback, no, you don't have to pick him up. But anyone out there in a 14-teamer, or if you're starting two quarterbacks, Seneca Wallace is a guy you may want to consider. All right, Bill. Who do we have at the running back spot? All right, a couple of running backs to talk about here. The first two, Todd, and we mentioned them last week. I'm bringing up their names again. Shane Vereen of the New England Patriots. He will be back next weekend. Not this weekend. They're on a bye. Week 11, he'll be back in action. I love the Patriots are finding, finally clicking, firing on all cylinders on offense. He's just another weapon to bring back into that uh, arsenal for Tom Brady. Andre Brown of the New York Giants. He will make his season debut this weekend against the Raiders. I expect Andre Brown to get a full workload for the New York Giants. He's been practicing the last few weeks, been taking hits, been running at full speed. So Andre Brown is certainly a candidate for a second-half waiver-wire warrior of the 2013 season. And then a couple other guys that that are now filling in either for injured players or they finally got healthy themselves and, and they're taking advantage of the opportunity. That's Rashad Jennings of the Oakland Raiders with Darren McFadden out. You'll want to look at Rashad Jennings. If you're in a PPR league, you may want to look at his teammate, Marcel Reese. How about Sean Green, Todd, of the Tennessee Titans? He's healthy now. The team says they want to give him the ball 10 to 15 carries a week. He got into the end zone, got a lot of red zone work. Uh, this past weekend against the Rams. And then finally, Dennis Johnson, Houston Texans. He is one more Ben Tate rib shot away from starting with Arian Foster uh, hurt as well. So Dennis Johnson, if you're in a deeper league or if you have Foster or Tate, you may want to pick him up and uh, stash him away on your bench. So Vereen's the one. Um, Rashad Jennings may be in a PPR. I, I think Vereen's one, Brown's two, Jennings is three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving over to the wide receivers, Bill, we mentioned uh, Riley Cooper, three touchdowns last week. He's a guy that a lot of people, if you had him, you might not have started him, right? Right. But That's if unfortunate. If he's still out there, he's kind of a – he really is just a big play specialist. If That's really all it kinda, is. Yeah, if you analyze his stat lines for the season and his career, he's not like a possession guy. You know, he, That's he, how all the Eagles player. receivers are. Yeah, well, there's no Macklin. That's why. Right. 
Exactly. Macklin was that guy, and he's gone. Now, the possession guys are kind of the tight ends. They kind of spread it out, though, with them. You right. Know, Selleck and Ertz. Um, but you're right. They really don't have that possession guy. They just kind of go deep. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're looking at with Riley Cooper. Aaron Dobson, Bill, you know, this was the guy that I liked when they drafted him. Um, but then in this in, in August, it was kind of weird. Kembrell Tompkins was getting all the pub, and rightly so. He looked great. Dobson looked a little lost, and he's finally coming around. And he is. And making and, big plays now. And he is a guy that I wanted to pick up. I tried to pick him up in all my leagues last week before that big game. Um Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it because I have some limit limitations on how many guys I can pick up, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't available for whatever reason. Um, but, but you could see why I wanted them last week before that big game came. I, I, w- I just kind of felt it uh, that Dobson was going to start uh, really producing. And, and it really started a couple weeks ago. I believe it was against the Saints or maybe it was the week after the Saints when he really started to get a lot more snaps than Kenbrell Tompkins. And Tompkins, I think he was a healthy scratch this week. He didn't even play. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so, you know, Dobson's a guy that you'll want to get your hands on if uh, if he's available. A couple other guys on the list, Bill. Lance Moore for the Saints. Now, Marquise Colston's, you know, we, we talked about Marquise Colston, right? How we thought maybe he was injured? Yeah. Because he'd been it turns, terrible. It turns out he was. It turns out he was. So Lance Moore's a guy, you know, you considered picking up. You mentioned Antonio Holmes for the Jets, Bill. With Curly out, Holmes is back. It's kind of a wash for the Jets. Um, one guy's gone, one guy's back. Rod Streeter and Mike Brown, two other guys to keep an eye on, Bill. What are your thoughts on them? Deep flyers here. Uh, we know Justin Blackman is suspended for the rest of the season, so that's why we have Mike Brown. Idiot. Yeah, big-time idiot. We didn't really talk about that. Uh, and then Rod Streeter is a guy that, you know, Terrell Pryor is throwing the football. And it's going to be Denarius Moore, and it's going to be Rod Streeter. That's all they have. Mm. All right. Moving on to the tight ends, Bill. Who you got? Uh, I want to mention Tim Wright from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've been talking about him a, a little bit for the past couple of weeks, but we weren't crazy about the matchup because he was playing against Seattle. Turns out he still had a pretty good game. And what I like about Tim Wright, if your league is on Yahoo, very sneaky here, he is listed as a tight end and a wide receiver. So you can use him at either position regardless of your flex. You can actually put Tim Wright in at wide receiver. So if you need some help there, you may want to look at Tim Wright. That's only if you're in the Yahoo League. I also like Scott Chandler. Colby Fleener is going to have to continue to step it up with the injury to Reggie Wayne. And then how about Zach Ertz? You mentioned that the Eagles use their tight ends as the possession guys. I like Zach Ertz a little bit going forward. So there you have it, Bill. There's the there's the waiver wire report for this week. One quick note, Bill. A yeah, we got off the subject, but we talked about Aaron Rodgers. How many weeks is he out? Three, I believe. Guess how many being... weeks? You know they play on Thanksgiving. Uh, you're in four who, weeks. Who do they play? They play the Lions in four weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, you can bet your bottom dollar the guys over there at Fox want him back for that one. Oh yeah. We do not want to watch Seneca Wallace uh, when we're eating our turkey dinner. No. Please. Interesting little note there, though. I thought that was interesting. I was just kind of looking at their schedule. I forgot. Because that's a great game. Packers at the Lions. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a great game no matter what their records are. On Thanksgiving, give me that game every year. I love that. Yeah, I like But that the too. fact that they're both you know at the top of the division, that's a huge game. So they, they desperately are going to need him back for that game. I was telling someone yesterday that I really like the Lions to win the NFC North, and boom, Aaron Rodgers goes down. I was like, oh, told you. 
Jeez, it's like the Irway consp- or the uh, Elway the, conspiracy. The Elway conspiracy, that's right. The, en- the Enright conspiracy. The Elway. Right. I was thinking about that actually last night when he went down. I was like, that bastard. Uh, <laughs> he, he picked the Lions to win the division. Uh, like, did, what did he know? Yep. I made I just fun didn't of feel him. It. Yeah, that's all right. I had but plenty we'll of see. bad picks. But I'm just saying, hey, you know, it, it, again, we don't know a lot about the injury as we as we're taping this show. But right now, the preliminary thing is three weeks, and that keeps yep. four weeks away. So, uh, interesting. All right, we got to take a quick break here on the Fantasy Football Champs. Your telephone calls, 855-478-7030. I promise you, that's what we're getting to next. We're also taking your emails, radio at footballnation.com. Call in now while we're on break. We're getting to your telephone calls next. More on, coming up on Football Nation Radio. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. All right, welcome back. One hour down, one hour to go, and we want to get to as many people as possible. Now is a great time to call us, 
877-867-7030. Also, we'll get to your emails in just a bit. Radio at footballnation.com. Todd, I think we should go right to the phone lines where our good friend Justin in Boston is patiently waiting. What's going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, before I get to my question, I just want to say this. Um, I had, like, the biggest buy low this past week. Somebody in my league, I noticed, I uh, dropped Brady. So he was just sitting there for the picking on Friday. He was still available, and I dropped Brandon Bolden, picked him up. And um, I think the person who dropped Brady ended up picking Alex Smith. So oh. he's probably kicking himself down. Who, who was your starting quarterback before you got Brady? Uh, Tony Romo. All right, so you have, you have two pretty uh, solid options going forward. Uh, nice move. Exactly. Brady. So if, I, if I do want to make it straight down the road, so Brady does pretty well on the special one, right. I can always do that to like, bolster my receivers or running back if I wanted to. That's a good job, Justin. Way to, way to uh, keep your head on the swivel. Oh, yes. That's and my question tale. was, I don't really need anybody for position-wise for uh, the waiver this week. Um, but I was probably looking for defense. I was going to probably drop the Saints defense because I wasn't so impressed with them this past week. And I was going to probably look into either the Titans, Bills, either Dolphins, or the Buccaneers, or the, um, uh, what's the other one? Or the, or the Texans, I just thought it was available too. Love the Titans versus the Jaguars. I think that's your make right there. Titans first? The Titans versus the Jaguars, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, I will go with the Titans. All right, sounds good. All right. All right, thank you. Take care, Justin. Appreciate the phone call. Todd, what do you think about that? People dropping Tom Brady? I mentioned last week that uh, some uh, league management sites, the commissioner sites, actually finally took Brady off the can't-cut list, so people were able to drop him for the first time of the year, and then, boom, he has an excellent game with uh, over 400 yards. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. I, I've only... I, honestly, I can count on one hand in the, geez, how many years have I been playing this? 20-something years I've been playing fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I count on one hand with uh, of players that I drop that I regret dropping. I don't, I don't drop guys. I, I hang on to them, man. If they're, right. if they're guys like of Tom Brady's caliber, I hang on. I ride it out with them. I might not start them every week, but you know, I'm riding it out with them. I don't drop sure. these guys. You can't sure. drop them. So it's a smart move. Yeah. And that owner picked up Alex Smith in return. Oh. I don't know what, what he was, was he smoking? I don't know. Let me get in on that league, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Brady sucked. He, he's been, a, up until last week, the biggest quarterback bust, you could probably argue, of the year. But you can't drop him. So, well, hey, now he's got Romo and Brady. You can play the matchups the rest of the year. Uh, let's take another phone call. We have Rick in Houston. What's up, Rick? Hello? Hey, Rick, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going well. Question. Great, man. Um, should I go ahead and start, start drop all of us and stick with Fleener if I only tied in? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a reason to, to carry two tight ends at this point in the season. I would rather see you get another wide receiver or running back. I think Fleener's going to have to stay involved in that offense. Uh, I know he had the two-point conversion, had a couple good catches early on in the game. I think Andrew Luck will continue to go to him a lot. Okay, so he's probably the big thing Corliss, I think, also. What's that? I'm saying that I think Fleener's better than Corliss for the yes. long run. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thanks, guys. Uh, that's all you had? Rick gone. I Rick's was gone. Him, I was going to ask him about Case Keenum. Well, didn't he just send? Didn't Rick just send us this uh, Randy Bullock picture, which is pretty freaking funny? Uh, Did you see that on Twitter? 
It's a picture of Randy Bullock, who is the kicker for the Texans. He says, I don't always make field goals. No, seriously, I can't kick a effing field goal. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, well, good stuff. well uh, I don't know if it's the same Rick. I guess it is same Rick. But, uh, I would think I so. ask about Case Keenum. He was the one that was telling us that the fans wanted the local boy, Case Keenum, two months ago to play. Yeah. Now he's playing. I was going to ask him some questions there. I'm surprised he uh, hung up so quick. Yeah. So where do we go from here, mister? Uh, what do you say we answer some emails, Todd? Um, as I'm just okay. learning that the Patriots have cut ties with Austin Collie. That's interesting. Shocking. Yeah. Hmm. That was not a match made in heaven. No. Well, they See, I don't understand that because they had Kembrell Tompkins as a healthy scratch on Sunday. They started Kali, and then they cut Kali now. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't know. All right, where do you want to begin? I've got Eric from New Hampshire. Go with email. it, baby. Let's go. Start with him. Standard scoring. Help me out here. I have to start three of the following, Bill. Denarius Moore against the Giants. Vincent Jackson against the Dolphins. T.Y. Hilton. Larry Fitz. And Kendall Wright. Hmm. Only one of those guys? He's got to start three. Oh, three. Denarius Moore. Denarius Vincent Jackson. Moore, T.Y. Vincent Jackson, Fitz. T-Y, and Kendall Fitz. Wright. Fitz. Ken, Fitz. T.Y. Vincent Jackson. Fitz. T.Y. Yeah. yeah. Not Denarius Moore, not Kendall Wright. Okay. Yeah. Denarius Moore against the Giants is intriguing to me, but... Um... Uh, it is, but... I like Vincent Jack. I'm not... Uh... The answer is V-Jax, T.Y., and Fitz. Okay. Um, so you, now we know who, who he has at wide receiver. Would yeah. you think about... He also has uh, Reuben Randall. Would you think about dropping Reuben Randall and picking up Dennis Johnson, the running back from Houston? He's got Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Duquet, Bilal Powell, and D'Angelo Williams. Uh, I would rather see him like pick up Andre Brown or Shane Vereen, but he doesn't mention those guys, so I'm guessing they're not available. Um, Dennis I would Johnson. Say, yeah, I, I would say dump Ruben Randall because I like the five guys that he has. Yeah, that's true. So, like Bill just said, if Vereen's out there, he's the, your first guy. That's a standard scoring though. It's not. It's not PPR. That's all right. But Vereen, um, Andre, Andre Brown, Brown, then Dennis Rash- Johnson. And Rashad Jennings, then Dennis Johnson. There you go. Yeah. All right. Because he could use a receiver. He could use a running back. Bilal Powell and D'Angelo Williams are going to, you know, they're tanking right now. So he could certainly use a running back. All right. Next one is from Mike in Pittsburgh. Bill and Todd love the show. Great work. I'm in a standard scoring league, non-PPR. He only needs to start two wide receivers and two running backs. Um, But he has a flex as well. Okay. Right. First of all, he says, do I drop McGahee, Andre Brown, or Kendall Wright for Michael Crabtree? McGahee. Agree. If he, if he's hell-bent on picking up Crabtree, just keep in mind, you might not <laughs> Crabtree might not be playing for a month. I'm dropping McGahee. I'm picking up any of those wide receivers we listed in our, in our report today ahead of Michael Crabtree. So yeah. let me just go back and look here. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Dobson, yes. Lance Moore, yes. Antonio Holmes, yes. Even Rod Streeter, yes, ahead of uh, Michael Crabtree. Mike Brown, yes. Crabtree's not going to play for a while. For at least another four or five weeks, at least. Yeah, and then you're in your your fantasy Super Bowl, and what are you going to do? Just 
put him right Start in. Start right, I, exactly. Right. Um, all right. So his wide receivers are Larry Fitz, Flash Gordon, Hakeem Nix, and T.Y. Hilton. Who? Well, who? Gordon's on a bye this week. Yeah, he is. He, he only start. He, he can start three running backs. All right, so he's starting McCoy, MJD, and Pierre Thomas this week. So that means he only needs two wide receivers. I would go with, oh, boy. I would go with Fitz and Hilton. Leave Nick's on the bench. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Next one is uh, from your buddy Butters, Bill. Butters. Love this hey. guy. Hey, fellers. Fellers. Hey, fellers. Uh, full PPR. Mm. Mr. He calls him Mr. Gronkowski. Mr. Yes. Gronkowski has a buy this week. What, what tight end do you recommend picking up? Full point PPR. Garrett mm. Graham, Tim Wright, Brandon Pettigrew, Zach Miller, or your buddy Delaney Walker? It's going to be Tim Wright. And Mike Lennon has looked pretty good throwing the football. I mean, he had the Seahawks, uh, you know, <laughs> on their heels on Sunday. 21 point. I mean, yeah, they lost the game, but we don't care about that in fantasy. Mike Lennon has actually looked uh, decent. Now, he didn't throw the touchdown pass to, to Tim Wright. Mike James threw the touchdown pass. Did you see that play? Did yeah. you see that play? It was like a handoff. Mike James stopped at the line of scrimmage, had like a jump ball, threw the pass to Tim Wright. It was pretty cool uh, to see that. Hey, why not? You're 0-8, 0-7. You're playing against the best team in the NFL. Pull out all the tricks. Um so that's yeah, just, I like that's just I, great coaching by the Shannon man. Oh yeah, excellent coaching. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, t- Tim Wright is the guy to get. You know, you don't have to. You no longer have to worry about. Well, can Mike Glennon pass the football? Uh, Vincent Jackson will be fine, and I think Tim Wright's going to be good going forward. All right, the next email is from Padre Paul. Hola, Padre. PPR league. He has a quarterback question and a wide okay. receiver question. First, right. a quarterback question. He's got Romo, who has a bye coming up. Yep. All right. He had Cutler for his backup, but he got mm. injured. So he mm. picked up Jake Locker. All right. So here, here are his thoughts. For week 11, not this week, week 11, he's thinking he's thinking of Cutler, who's supposed to be back from injury, or Locker against the Colts, or Case Keenum against the Raiders. It, it's not for week 10? Week 11. I can't do week 11 yet. I, well, I, give him some advice. Uh, it's such a pain in the neck, Todd, because what about if Cutler's not back yet? That totally changes my my answer. If Cutler comes back, then I'm going with Cutler. Otherwise, I don't know. Let's see how Jake Locker plays in Week 10. If Locker is back to form like we expect him to be, surprisingly, this season, then I might go with Locker over Case Keenum. If Case Keenum has another good game this week, then I may go Case Keenum over Locker, depending on if Cutler's <laughs> back or not. Padre Paul, you need to email us back next week with that question. Uh, do you understand where I'm going? It's Bill, just it, it, too too much going on there. Bill uh, can't handle that one. I can't. I, I don't. I don't know that much into the future. I hear. Right? You. I mean, for me, I, I do agree with you. I mean, K- Case Keenum, we we just saw a little glimpse of him. Uh, you know, a little small, tiny sample size. So yeah, let's see what he can do. Yeah. All right. Next one is he's he's asking about Riley Cooper. All right. Uh, our receiver, he's got Brandon Marshall, Cecil Shorts, Danny Amendola, and Harry Douglas. Um, is he worth picking up and starting behind Brandon Marshall, given all the other guys that he has in a weekly matchup and a PPR? I think he's given too much credit to Riley Cooper. Yeah, I do too. I really like Brandon Marshall. I really like Cecil Shorts. I like Harry Douglas, and I like Amendola. So that would be his fifth wide receiver. I can't really see a need for him. In a PPR, no. Right. 
Riley's not going to, he's not going to catch a lot of balls, but when he catches them, they're usually for big gainers, but you know, these other guys he has, I like the collection because a lot of them, they're all PPR monsters. Actually, yeah. every single one of them. Yeah. I think you can get more consistency out of the guys that you have. So if you want to pick up racist Riley, um, you're going to have to drop somebody else, some uh, backup tight end or second defense or something. Yep. All right. Next one is from NJ Bears. NJ Bears, Lou. He starts off his email saying, long-winded email alert. Uh-oh, Lou. You know we have a 15-word minimum or maximum. <laughs> All right, non-PPR. He's packaging. Which no one is following today. Yeah, no one is. All right. Non-PPR. I'm packaging Terrence Williams, Jason Witten, and Matt Ryan to get Vernon Davis and Andrew Luck. Based strictly off remaining strength of schedule, I will be getting two players with more difficult difficult schedules than what I'm trading away. What do you think about that? I think Jason Wynn and Vernon Davis are pretty similar. I think Matt Ryan is a downgrade compared to Andrew Luck. And he's given up Terrence Williams, so I don't really see why he would do that trade. Right? He's he's getting Vernon Davis and Luck? Yes. Uh, Luck is a little bit better than Matt Ryan, but not by a lot. I mean, Matt Ryan's still going to get you 300 yards. He'll get you two to three touchdowns a game. I think Vernon Davis and Jason Wynn are washed. They're the same player. And then on top of it, he's given up Terrence Williams. He's 8-1. and one. Yeah. Right? I'm 8-1. I, I don't know that I'd mess with this. Yeah, um, leave it. I, I wouldn't do it. If you want to get a, if you want to upgrade your quarterback, which I understand because Matt Ryan has been playing I don't bad. Know, Bill. I mean, here's the deal. It's non-PPR. Okay. I think Vernon Davis is an upgrade over Jason Witten in non-PPR. His wide receivers are Calvin Johnson, Cecil Shorts, Mike Wallace, and Percy Harvin. Well, what about if Mike Wallace continues to lay duds like we've seen him do before the Thursday night game? And what happens if Percy Harvin's not back for another couple weeks? Then you're saying so he won't have Terrence Williams to plug in there? Right. Hmm. You think Vernon Davis is really that much of an upgrade over uh, Wynn? Yeah. In a non-PPR, yeah. Yeah. Even in his good years, Witten doesn't score touchdowns. That's true. Vernon does. No, Vernon's, well, true. you know, he, Vernon's... So I, usually... I, guess the, I guess the question becomes, how much of an upgrade is Andrew Luck over Matt Ryan? <sighs> I'd trust him a lot more than Matt Ryan right now. Matt Ryan's all over the place. All right. This is a tough one. This is not an easy one, uh, NJ Bears. He... <sighs> I mean, he's going to be relying because Percy Harvin. You can't consider. You can't count on him at all. What, if, the, if the deal was Witten and Ryan for Davis and Luck, I would do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Without Williams. If that was, if you could get Terrence Williams out of there, I would do it in a heartbeat. Terrence Williams is a pretty strong wide receiver three for him right now. And he's going to lose that, and he has nothing to replace. I mean, Mike Wallace, you, you trusting him? No. And Percy Harvin, he might not. Who, Percy Harvin, would you be shocked? And this is just pure speculation, Bill. But would you be shocked if Percy Harvin doesn't play like for another month? Uh, another month? So week fourteen, you're talking? Yes, yeah. I would be shocked. You would be shocked. I think he. I think he should be back in two weeks. Okay, then I would do this deal. All right. And if it doesn't work out, blame Bill because he 
because of his Percy Harvin thoughts. <laughs> I'm the one that said don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like Vern and, and Luck. All right. Stretch. I like the idea of trading for a quarterback, but I don't like the idea of, of giving up who I think is his third wide receiver. Yeah. Can he, can he put in Mike Wallace in there instead of Terrence Williams? If he did that, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, that would be better. If he did, or or actually, if he did Cecil Shorts, even because it's a non PPR, and maybe he, maybe yeah, maybe he can get a running back or something. Yeah. If All you're right. gonna give away three players and only get back two, it really better be a big upgrade. And I just don't think it it's that much of an upgrade. That's all. Okay. Next question is from Steve. He's okay. a bi-week question, Bill. He right. loves listening to to us, and thanks to us, he is seven and two and looking good. Everyone that loves listening to us, Todd, has a great record. Everyone that hates listening to us is doing terribly. Yeah, that's good point. it's amazing. It's, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, he's in New England. He's a uh, New England heavy. Right? Okay, he, and he has a lot of New England guys, and they're on a buy. Right. He has. He's he's asking a kicker question, Bill. He has oh, Gustowski. Steve. He has Kostowski in the Pats D. He says, now I know keeping a kicker isn't the best idea, but he's got me 10 to 13 points every week, so there's a part of me that doesn't want to drop him. Should I drop or keep? Well, I'm looking at his team right now, and the last guy that he's listing here is Martellus Bennett. I'm not dropping Martellus Bennett simply for the fact that his other tight end is Julius Thomas, and we don't know if he's going to play this weekend. Remember, before the bye, he had an ankle injury. So I'm going to have to drop Kostowski. Goskowski, because I don't want to drop the Martellus Bennett just yet because I don't. he may need him this weekend. And that's really, you know, he's not going to drop Steven Jackson. He's not dropping Chris Ivory. He's not dropping Andre Ellington, Woodhead. He's not dropping any of those guys. So he has to, the only option is to drop Goskowski. Uh, I totally agree. Now, let me, let me just read you his last sentence here, okay? Hmm. Just listen, don't interrupt the sentence. Let me, let me read it out and then All you right. can then you can have your thoughts, because I have a feeling you're going to have a thought on this. Oh, God. He says, Steve says, I'm not so worried about the Aaron Rodgers injury just yet, as there's still some other quarterbacks available. I'm mostly concerned with my kicker and defense and who I should drop. Uh, well, I would be you know, concerned about Aaron Rodgers, dude. Steve, Steve needs to set his priorities here and realize who the staple of his of his team is each and every week, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, love his receivers. His running backs are promising. Stephen Ridley, Alfred Morris, Danny Woodhead, and Ellington. I like those guys. Um, and he has a good tight end. But without Aaron Rodgers, this team takes a major step back if he thinks he's going to play, you know, Case Keenum or Nick Foles to, re- to replace the quality of, of an Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Steve doesn't realize how, how long Rodgers is out for. Uh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt here because if he's really worried about his kicker in defense more so than missing Aaron Rodgers the next three weeks, then I don't know how this guy's 7-2. and two. He, he might be playing with Donald Duck and uh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, next one is from Nick. Bodog. All right, Nick, Nick Bodog was very upset that our DraftKings contest wasn't the typical 50 contest 50 player contest this weekend. It was more of a head to head thing. Yeah, he wasn't happy with that. Yeah. Hi, Bill and Todd and Josh, a number one producer. Hey, Hi. Josh getting a shout out. How about it? Love it. All wow. right, there we go. 
He needs some waiver wire help. 12-team full-point PPR. He has Josh Gordon on by. Pierre Garçon is his wide receiver one, and he only has DeAndre Hopkins and Percy Harvin on his bench. What do you think he should do here, Bill? Should he pick up Riley Cooper, Mike Brown, Lance Moore? Uh, I really like Lance Moore this week, playing against the Dallas Cowboys. They have one of the worst passing defenses in the league. I would then go after, he doesn't say, it's full point PPR. I would then go after Mike Brown ahead of Riley Cooper. Yeah. I think people that pick up, I could be completely wrong on this, Bill, but my sense with Riley Cooper is people that are picking him up now, they're kind of chasing him. Yeah. I mean, he just had his career game. Is he really going to do that again? Okay. Um, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he will. I, mean, I think I think we talked about it. He's a big play guy. He's he's going to have weeks where he does nothing, and he's going to have weeks where he catches that fifty yarder for a touchdown. Um, just you know, keep keep your expectations in check with racist Riley. That's right. And uh, Bodog does say, "P.S. Another good week at DraftKings. He won his FF champs head to head, plus one fifty in cash and a one hundred nine dollar ticket to the Sunday two hundred thousand dollar guarantee. He will be calling us on Thursday for some help." Wow, how about it? That's Very nice. nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I like it. Where are we where are we going next, Bill? Uh, I want to jump to the phone lines real quick because Rick in Houston is back. I knew he wasn't going to stay away for long. What's up, Rick? Well, this is the stupid question. I apologize for this question, but um, I just need to buy help for the kickers. Two cops out this year. I'm not sure if this week. And the FSDPI is not updated yet. Usually, I yeah, use that okay. to fill in my 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 advice place of help. So which hey. kicker should I go with? <laughs> uh, I didn't hear. I didn't hear uh, options. Which kicker? There. Which kicker should yeah. you go with? Who, I'm going to drop options? a few cops this week. He's on a buy, and usually I use the FSCPI as a gauge to bring in a better kicker for the week. So yeah, I haven't updated yet, and it's like a day behind. I think. I, I, Todd, am so I missing who, something? So, so Rick, who are so you're trying to pick a kicker up this week to play? Yeah. Yeah. And who who are, are the guys you're eyeing up? Are there two or three guys you've got your eye on? There's a couple of guys. Walsh and the other guy, um Dushan. From the Steelers. Yes. So what do you think, Bill? Uh kicker question. Steelers no, kicker or Blair Walsh? Or how, how about are any of the kickers last week that were on a bye available? Matt well, Prater, uh, David Akers, uh yeah. Phil Dawson. Uh, Phil Dawson is. I would pick up Phil Dawson. Okay. All right. No, hey, don't hang up yet, Rick. Okay. You you had called in a couple months ago and kind of gave us the heads up on Case Keenum. Right. What is the general feeling down there in Houston with Case Keenum? Do they think he's going to be the starter the rest of the year? What's the What's the deal down there? Yeah, no, the fans want him to be a starter for the rest of the season. That's the feeling over here. What do you think, Bill? Uh, pretty interesting. I mean, he's playing better than Matt Chavez. They're still losing games, but he's they're getting better play from their quarterback. Yep. All right, Rick. Thanks for the phone call, Rick. Best of luck with the kicker. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the options he was giving me, so I just had to give him my own options, Todd. I thought about the bye week guys from last week. You know, Prater, uh, guy from the Lions, David Akers, and then Phil Dawson. I know all those guys were on a bye last week, so I figured most of them would be available this week. You're a smart man, Bill. Am I right? You're right. I'm right. 
All right. And then, uh, speaking of being right, I think it's uh, right about time we take a break. And then we're going to come back. Hopefully not many more kicker questions, but more uh, waiver wire, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, even some tight ends. And then plus we're taking your telephone calls, 855-478-7030. More fantasy football champs coming up after this. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Footballnation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The fantasy football champs cover it all. All right, welcome back to the fantasy football champs final segment of the day. 
and we are taking your telephone calls and answering your emails. The phone number is 855-478-7030. Our email is radio at footballnation.com. And if you're listening to us, by the way, you can download us as a podcast on iTunes and on iHeartRadio. So if you're listening to us on demand via the podcast, you can always hit us up on Twitter at FFChamps, and we answer your lineup and waiver wire advice uh, over on Twitter as well, you know, later in the week. Some, some people can't listen to us live, Todd. You know what it is? Yes. Yeah, so that, that's why we do it as a podcast, and then we're still answering questions on Twitter. Uh, but we do have some phone calls to get to. I think we should go to our good friend, Jag, in Connecticut, who is a weekly caller and listener here on the Fantasy Football Champ Show. Jag is in 15 leagues. I want to know, Jag, before you ask your question, how many of these leagues are you actually still competing in? Um, I think there are two leagues I'm almost out. Only two? Yeah, two out of the 15? Like seven leagues I think I'm pretty sure I'm making into the uh, – and then there are other remaining I'm in All the right. fifth place or sixth place. All right. So a couple more weeks left. Make sure that you're still in the running. Uh, so for 13 of those 15 leagues, I like I like I like those odds. Thank you. All right. What uh, do you got for us this week? I, I think uh, I have Steven Jackson and CJ Spiller in multiple leagues. Uh, just wanted to have your view uh, because I also have Jack Stacey and Le'Veon Bell in most of my leagues. So, uh, so do you think uh, it's the right time to start? Uh, you know, I think the so-called start Stephen Jackson, right? At least that's what I thought. Over Jack Stacy or Le'Veon Bell this week, or I should it, go ahead with this. It's always going to depend on the matchup. I love what Zach Stacy's been doing. I love what Le'Veon Bell's been doing, and I liked what I saw from C.J. Spiller this weekend, Todd. I think you'd agree that it looked like he was healthy finally for really the first time this year. Uh, we have Spiller as our 12th ranked run. We have Stacy 11, Spiller 12, and Le'Veon Bell as our 14th ranked running back. Steven Jackson's way down at 22. So hopefully you have a flex spot. You can start all three of those guys, Stacy, Spiller, and Bell. Okay, thank you. I have other questions. Um, I think I have uh, Kansas City as my defense in, in three or four leagues. Right. I don't want to drop them. No, don't drop them. They're too good. And then, and then I know that I generally don't like two defenses or whatever. Uh, so I want to pick, uh, you know, for this week. Uh, uh, I'm just wondering, you know, what's the bye week uh, you have? I think they have Denver there. I see Denver. Do you think it's a good defense? Just fill in. Denver, a good defense this weekend against the Chargers. I'm not really sure about that. I'm expecting a lot of points. Okay. All right, Jack. Are the Titans available? Uh, yeah, Titans are available. Yeah, pick up the Titans. Any team that's playing against the Jaguars is going to be a good defense that week. Okay. Yeah, then you right. can dump them and go back to the Chiefs the rest of the year. Right. Probably. Right. Well, I don't know. The Chiefs have to play the Broncos a couple times. but They'll they'll be all right. They'll still get a lot of sacks, still get a lot of interceptions. Yeah. All okay. right, Jag, appreciate the phone call. Thank Best you. of luck to you. Todd, how about Jag? I mean, those that ratio, 13 out of 15 leagues, still in the playoff hunt if he's not in, uh, you know, fifth or sixth place. I'm looking at my notes from last week because I always scribble down stuff while we're talking. Yeah, I hear you do it. And I draw little <laughs> pictures like a view, like yeah. a little doodle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but anyway, didn't we set an over-under on Jag and the number of leagues we predicted he was going to win? Yes, we did. I can't remember what it was. I thought we I think said it was that he was going to – Eight and a half? I think it was eight and a half. He was going to make seven and a half. Seven and a half was the number over-under on the number of championships he would be – in the Super Bowl for right, right. That's what it was. Yeah, and then I, forget, I think that's all we did. I don't think we had yeah. the number of titles, but okay. 
I'll tell you what, he may not sound like a fantasy football player, but the guy knows what he's doing. He does. And, you know, we, we scoff at kicker questions and defense questions a lot, but with the Chiefs, Bill, you, you, can't, don't yeah. you can't drop the Chiefs. It's very rare where you get a, uh, a player, a quarterback or a running back, that gets you 20 points a week. That's what people are getting from the Chiefs' defense nowadays. They're just having one of those magical years, Bill. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen it from Seattle and the, the Bears in the past past years where they yep. just have this crazy – they just keep scoring touchdowns every week. And it's just, they're going to do it all year long, just the way these things seem to go. Let's go back to the phone lines, Todd. Jim in D.C. is waiting for a running back question. What's going on, Jim? Uh, how you doing? I um, on. just had a question. I have a got to pick two, Chris Johnson, um, Zach Stacy, Maurice Jones, or Frank Gore. I'll tell you what, I love these running back options this week. You got Chris Johnson going against the Jaguars. I think that's a no-brainer, especially after seeing what he did against the Rams. Then you got Frank Gore, who uh, before his bye week was, what, I think he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns, right, Todd? Yep. Now, you can only start two of these guys. I have Gore and Johnson in my top ten, and then I have uh, Stacy at 11. And who was your fourth guy? MJD. MJD. Uh, right, so I'm going to rule MJD out. To me, it's between Gore, Chris Johnson, and Stacy. I think I'm going to go with Gore and Johnson. All right. Thank you. No problem, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I, I, know, I, I can't deny what Zach Stacey's been doing. He's been playing great. But the, the matchups call for Goran Johnson. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, back, back to, to, let's, back back to the emails, to, yeah? Yeah, we got a lot to get to, man. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. All right. This rapid one fire, is, rapid fire, rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. This is from TD Frank. TDT Frank, yeah. TDT Frank, sorry. All right. Can you, Bill, this is one. This one's right up your uh, wheelhouse here. Can you clarify on the running back situation for the Giants? He's sitting on Andre Brown. And he wants to think that he has the G-Men starter on his roster. He does. There you go. He does. Don't don't worry about Jacobs. Don't worry about Hillis. Don't worry about David Wilson. It's going to be Andre Brown. The is, rest of the think rest he can of the put way. up fantasy running back two stats. Uh, I sure do. Payton Hillis was putting up running back two stats. People don't want to admit it, but he was. Uh, and Brandon Jacobs had that big game against the Bears, which, by the way, I told everyone that would never ha- – he won't get – he had 22 points in that game. I told everyone he wouldn't have 22 points the rest of the season combined, and so far he hasn't even played it down yet after, ever since that game. Remember, everyone rushed yeah. to the waiver wire to pick up Brandon Jacobs? Should be listening to Bill. Bill knows what he's talking about when it comes to the Giants. Question number two, full PPR. Uh, his tight ends are Fleener and Heath Miller. Would you drop one of these guys to pick up Tim Wright or Garrett Graham? I wouldn't take Garrett Graham. I wouldn't mind Tim Wright if maybe he was on Yahoo and can use him as a receiver. Do I like him over Fleener and Miller? They're very close, very, very similar. Um, they're they're probably all – I'm going to pull up my rest of the way rankings now, but I'm pretty sure they're all in the same tier. Uh, let's see. Colby Fleener is ranked 15, Tim Wright is ranked 12, and Heath Miller is ranked 10. So they're really neck and neck in terms of the FFCPI. Um, I guess Heath Miller's the best option, followed by, by by Tim Wright. But I like the quarterback a little bit better for Fleener, so I would keep Miller and Fleener. All right, next question, full point PPR. He has Brandon Marshall, Amendola, and Nix as his starters. He's looking to fill out his wide receiver bench with a couple more bodies. He currently has Harry Douglas. Which of the following should he pursue? Nate Burleson, Lance Moore, Riley Cooper, uh, Aaron Dobson, and he says Hill. Stephen Hill. Uh, I would go after Lance Moore and Aaron Dobson, and I wouldn't even consider the other guys. 
Uh, maybe Nate Burleson is my third. Riley Cooper is fourth. There you go. But but Hill and Avery no. But I really like Lance Moore and Dobson. Really like that. I would go with Dobson number one maybe. It's just it's, you know he's on a bye this week. That's the that's a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. Um, All these the, are from Frank. Yeah. Holy moly! One. All right. Defensive question. This supposed he's to be rapid get, fire. He has a uh, defensive issue because he has Chicago and the Bengals, but they're actually hurting him because he gets yeah. some negative points when he gives up more than 21 points in a game. Right, right. So uh, would you consider dumping them, Bengals or, Brown, or Bears, for the Browns, Bills, Jets, Detroit, Steelers, Houston? These are bad options. Um, I'd probably go with the – Jets, although I like the Bengals more. I wouldn't drop either of these teams. No, I wouldn't either. Not for those options. No. Right. Next question's Bodog again. He just says this, Bill. The subject line says, T-Y, T-Y, T-Y. Yes, that's it. Then he writes in all caps. Let's hear it for T-Y Hilton. He won me both my leagues this week, making a big push for the playoffs. Thank you for your preseason advice on T-Y Hilton. That's what we does. That's <laughs> next one is from Toasty Dosty. All right. Should he drop McGahee and pick up Colston or Manningham? Um, I would love to say to pick up Colston because I feel like he has to be a guy that he took a couple weeks off, or you know, he took a week off, and he's gonna get better. But I haven't seen Manningham play this year yet, so I'm not gonna go crazy to get him. McGahee's a bum to me. I, I would pick up Colston, hope for the best. He's on a great offense. It's a flyer. Uh, yeah. I'd definitely drop McGahee, pick up Colston, and hope for the best. Yeah. His last question is, not a fantasy question, but Bill, what's your take on this whole incognito problem? Uh, Tosi Dosi's a huge Miami sports fan. He wants to get your take. Well, I think from a fantasy angle, you have to worry about Lamar Miller and Ryan Tannehill because now two of their starting offensive linemen are now out. I think they're going to cut ties with Richie Incognito, and I don't know when Jonathan Martin's going to come back to the team. So that's a major problem for Lamar Miller and that Miami Dolphins rushing attack. Now, as for the actual, you know, uh, controversy with Incognito, you know, when, once you get to an adult age, Todd, it's no longer considered bullying. It's considered harassment. And I don't know why people aren't talking about it. I guess because the media, you know, bullying in general is such a hot topic. But, you know, Martin is basically being harassed by Richie Incognito. And one of my friends hit me up on Twitter. He said, if you've never been in a locker room, you don't understand. And I think that's BS. Because I get the hazing when you're a rookie. And you know what? Making people carry your pads and giving them funny haircuts and making them do the talent show. You know, that's all in fun. But once you start threatening someone, financially making them pay for uh, you know, vacations, not just like one or two meals a year, but constantly hitting them up like it's an ATM machine, you know, Richie Incognito, to me, scumbag. Big time scumbag. He's got issues. Got to work through them. He's apparently very racist. And I don't think you you should treat your teammate, someone that's on your offensive line, you guys are supposed to be a unit, I don't think you should be treating each other like that. Agreed. That was my... This Rapid guy has fire a response. long history. Uh, uh, you know, he's just kind of been skating through. Mm-hmm. Dating back to his days in Nebraska, this guy was a meathead. So, um, uh, I, uh, you know, <laughs> I hope they dump him. I hope they I – I know there's all sorts of legal stuff going on with the NFLPA and all that. Right. Um, but I hope that this guy's – I mean, if, it, if all this stuff is true, I hope this guy's just out of the game. 
And you know what? People are like, well, if I was Jonathan Martin, I would have hit him or I would have said no or something. You know, you don't know that. You don't put yourself in that situation. Maybe he didn't want to make a scene in front of his teammates. Maybe he didn't want to maybe he didn't want to come off as, you know, someone that, you know, that wasn't uh, down for the cause and winning, you know, trying to win games for the Dolphins. So people that are blaming the victim in this situation are just stupid and ignorant. Yeah. Maybe we'll have more time to talk about this on Thursday, Bill. Yeah, Um, certainly will. All right, let's stick to fantasy football. we got a million emails to get to here. Oh, God. All right, this one's from Josh in Charlottesville, Virginia. I have the Pats defense who's on a bye. I noticed that both the Bengals and the def- Dolphins are available. What should I do? Broncos available too. I would go with the Bengals, Broncos, and Redskins in that order. There you go. Okay. Um, Frank – our TDT Frank has one more thing. He just wants to say thanks for your choices of Fleener over Miller and Mike James over Stewart and Don Brown last week. Uh, it allowed him to sail to a victory. That's what we and does. Says, and, and this is very true. He says in his email, everyone remembers when you're wrong, but no one remembers when you're right. That's that's not necessarily true. For every like one or two hate tweets that I get, I get about four or five good ones. Next one's from Bodog. Another one from Bodog. Do you think Todd could do a DraftKings college football best buy list one week to help us make some extra cash? You know, Nick Nick is on fire over he there at DraftKings. He wants as much money as he can get. Todd, I know you win a lot of money uh, doing daily fantasy for college, so that may be, you know, something that's coming down the pike in a little bit. Yeah, I wish we had more time. Um, yeah, that, well, I'd love to do it. <laughs> that's why I met by down the pike in a little bit. Yeah, we just, we just don't have enough time. Uh I'd love to do it, and um, we do have. If you look, if you uh, pay attention to FootballNation.com, we do have a writer who does p- pull out some best buys for college fantasy football um, okay. stuff. So keep an eye on that. So every week he, he, we have a writer that's writing something. Um, I'm not writing it, but the guy knows what he's doing. It's pretty good. Right. Next one's from Toasty Dosty. What should I do with uh, Jared Boykin? That's it. That's all he asked. Yeah, drop him. Drop him. I mean, I don't know who you're dropping him for, and I don't know what your roster looks like, but I- I'm dropping Boykin in a lot of leagues. Next one is from Rick, and I, I might I might agree with him here. Okay, he says it's time for a new song during the injury segment. He says get rid of that culture club garbage and play John Cougar Mellencamp's "Hurt So Good." Well, that one's on Josh. I mean, you know, Josh is a very talented guy. Let's see what he comes up with. Yeah, culture club. Uh, I know that Bill loves culture club. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I don't even know either of those songs. I know the "Hurt So Good" song. Google but, uh... culture club. Okay. Well, I'm right on it. <laughs> All right. Next email, Bill. Can you read this one for me? It's from Walt, Walter. Yeah, Walt. Walt Teak. Walt here. I play in a 10-team PP Yard League. I am in last place. I have three quarterbacks, Brady Foles and Roethlisberger. Our second-place team just lost Rodgers, and they have no other quarterback on their roster. Should I offer one of my quarterbacks for Morris or Moreno? If he does not trade, who should I start a quarterback this week? I mean, he has three quarterbacks, so he certainly has the room. Obviously, if he lost Rodgers this weekend, Brady's not going to do him much help because Brady's on a bye. So offer him falls, but that means, you know, Walt is playing Ben Roethlisberger. Um, should he try for uh, Nick Foles for Alfred Morrison or Mer- Nosha Moreno? I mean, hey, if you can pull that off, that would be a killer deal, but I doubt you'll be able to do it. The only name that's going to get you one of those guys is Brady. Is Brady, and I don't, I, like I said, it's not helping him this week. Yeah, I would. Well, worry about your team first in this. Yeah, um, you know, you got a wounded opponent here. I hear you, and you're trying to take advantage, but I don't know that you have the guns to do it. Right. Try it. Try it, but I don't. I don't know. Yep. Uh, 
next one. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> from Ike. It's from Ike. Uh, he's currently in second place, six six and three in the twelve team PPR league. Oh, should I make some adjustments? Is it worth holding on to a guy like Bernard since I have Lacey in beast mode? No. Oh, Geo Bernard or Bernard Pierce? He means Geo Bernard. Yes, absolutely hold on to him. I mean, he had two touchdowns the other night. He made people look like he was playing Madden in a video game. And it's a PPR game. Oh, oh my God. He had over, he had probably got you 30 points. Why would you – what do you mean holding on to him? Yeah. Uh, you do, you're not trading Geo Bernard. No, Sorry. you can't. Who knows what's going to happen with Lacey the rest of the way now that the, the two guys that down. we've talked about, like under the radar guys for the last two years, are T.Y. Hilton and Gio Bernard. Yep. Both had good weeks. Um, your starter, His starters are in red, Bill. He's got Romo over Tannehill. Yes. He's starting Lynch and Eddie Lacey this week. It's cool. Um, wide receivers, Victor Cruz, Torrey Smith, Harry Douglas. Those are nice. Vernon Davis, Justin Tucker, Ravens defense. This is a good team. Yeah. I think you're good. Ike, you're, you're in good shape. Don't trade Joe Bernard, please. No, no. Uh, or dump. I don't know what you're talking about. Dumping him or trading him, but uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, next one is another one. This is from another Ike. Ike in Charlotte. I believe All this right. is a different Ike than the other Ike. I, I do. I Non-PPR so. league. He had a monster week this week. Okay. Uh, credit to you guys, especially for the advice to sit Sproles. In lieu of Lamar Miller on Thursday, we hit we helped him on that one, Bill. That's what we does. And we told him to pick up Zach Stacy and Keenan Allen a couple weeks ago, and he did that, and now he's kicking some ass. Awesome. He needs a quarterback this week with Brady on bye. Um, he's trying to pick one up. Foles, Tannehill, Big Ben, Ponder, Manuel. That's the order he has it set. Do you agree? Um, I don't agree that Ponder – or I'd rather start a no quarterback than start Ponder. <laughs> so <laughs> – but but yeah, I mean, I mean those aren't those aren't bad options. If that's what he's working with here, Foles, Tannehill, Roethlisberger. Hopefully he gets Foles. I mean that's okay. what. Who, who would you drop? Anquan Bolden or is Darren Sproles, as he says, on the train to drop city? I can't. You know, Darren Sproles is my one of my all time favorites, so I can't suggest dropping him yet. Um, let's see what happens with this concussion before you drop him. Well, who does he drop? He has to drop one of those. Two. Oh, he has to drop. Oh, all right. Well, then Bolden. he's got to drop. Yeah, no, no, no. He's got to drop Sproles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't realize. Him. I didn't realize he has to drop him for this week. I thought he meant like you know, whatever. Bill, Rick, yeah. Uh, quick question: When does the FFCPI get updated this week? Same time it does every week, and it's week ten. So you know, <laughs> when I get to it is the answer. When I'm off the radio and I have time to look at the rankings. You know, people, listen, there's a lot of people out there, Todd, that don't do start and sit questions on Tuesday because they're not prepared for it. They haven't looked at the matchups. They haven't processed all the stats. They haven't looked at the injury report yet. FF champs, like, we're ahead of the game in everything. Waiver wire report, we send it out on Monday. Our rankings, we come out on Tuesday. Everyone else doesn't do rankings until late Wednesday afternoon. So, you know, the FFCPI, I'm on radio until 2 o'clock Eastern. It'll get done when it gets done, but it's always early compared to everyone else. So I hope people don't start complaining to me about it coming in late because late for FF champ standards is still early for industry standards. I hear you, man. Trust me. All right. All right. Next one is from Lou. Catch-22. 12-team, half-point PPR. Pick two running backs and a flex from this group. Le'Veon Bell, Geo, 
Andre Brown, Monte Ball, Torrey Smith. Pick two running backs and a flex from that list. Bell, Geo, Torrey Smith. Agreed. Let's let's just see. I like the fact that Andre Brown's on his team, but let's just see what he does. Yeah, he's got Bell and Geo, so that's, you know. Yeah, right. He's okay. Yeah. Who's a, Another one from Lucas 22 Who's a better play at tight end this week? Heath Miller versus Buffalo, Tim Wright versus the Dolphins, or Scott Chandler versus Pittsburgh? I'm going to lean toward Tim Wright, but it's close between him and Heath Miller. Rest of the way, Heath Miller gets the edge? Yes. Okay. Uh, should he drop Curly and pick up another wide receiver? Absolutely. All right. Aaron Dobson, Kenny Stills, Dwayne Bowe, Riley Cooper. We've been through this list before. You like Burleson and Dobson, I believe, right? I like Dobson, Bowe, Burleson, Cooper. Oh, yeah, on this list, yeah. Yeah, Cooper, Stills in that order. All right, two more emails and we're done here, Bill. All right. Standard scoring, non-PPR from Mike in Pittsburgh. For week 11, would you drop Alex Smith as a backup quarterback and pick up Foles, Cutler, Glennon, or Geno Smith? Romo is my starter, but will be on bye next week. Oh, boy. Um, you know, people, I, I just got done admitting that. I'm dropping my, uh, <laughs> Alex Smith. I'm picking up Foles. Uh, against, Was- against Washington? I don't know if Cutler's going to be back yet. I mean, we kind of went through this with Padre Paul. Um, I'm going with Foles. I like I the guess. Washington matchup there. Yeah, I do too. Last question of the day. Perio 4, Bill. He was in a meeting all morning, so maybe we already, we already answered this one. But he doesn't see Kyrie Robinson listed anywhere on the waiver wire pickups. Every time I see him run, he looks great. Do you guys see any value in adding him with Sproles hurt? Um, he was a healthy scratch this past weekend. Um, and Mark Ingram's back healthy, and Pierre Thomas is still running well. Um, so Kerry Robinson, eh, you're right. You're really digging with him. I think there's some other guys coming back this week that we mentioned in the article and we mentioned during the segment that that I like a little bit more than than Kerry Robinson. Bill, that's it for the emails, my friend. We kicked butts and took names today, Todd. We got through them all. We got through all the phone calls. Uh, we got to thank our producer, Josh Deering, for doing an excellent job. I want to thank everyone for listening, emailing in, calling us, tweeting us. Do you have any final thoughts, Todd, before we take off? I don't know. Josh has a homework assignment, it sounds like. Uh-oh. Josh, you up to the, up to the task here? Oh, I'm up for it. All right, we'll see what we come back with uh, Bumps and Bruises next weekend. Yeah. Um. And with that, I want to wish everyone the best of luck. Go to ffchamps.com for all your fantasy football needs. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Champs on Football Nation Radio. FF Champs! Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.